Dylan, I told you I can't talk to you right now. I guess, Daddy. Will you come over and play with me? First I played with Dad, then Mommy came, and I played with Mommy. We played, Daddy. We had an awful good time. Now I want to play with you. What did you do? <laughs> what did you do? Listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. I broke it. You broke oh, what? I broke it! Mike just broke his dick. <laughs> oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? I broke something on my computer okay well hey hey uh, it's episode 22 <laughs> welcome to the buzzkill podcast i am mike i'm jim and i'm justin hi guys hey what's up it's been so long since i've seen you last yeah yeah it's uh, i'm getting so sick of you dude <laughs> <laughs> well you are the one that invited me to your house literally yesterday so um, i don't think you missed me that much but. what have you guys been up to jay i haven't seen you since last week what have you been up to you know i slept for the whole past week <laughs> oh it sounds i didn't heavenly. do anything that sounds that literally uh, sounds happening. Like. <laughs> Jay never sleeps, as a matter of fact. That's true. What do you get, like an hour of sleep every night? Yeah, hour, <laughs> hour <Roughly>. fifteen. <laughs> Jay yeah. is the dead. <laughs> I am the night. I want oh, what? I want Romero to make that movie. Jay of the Dead. Jay of the Dead. Jay of the Dead featuring Jay Ra. Sounds stupid. Hey guys. Um yeah. It's our first week without doing an intro. Weird. I know. I mean, I mean, last week we we still pieced together that little thing just as a, a thing. We pieced together your little thing. I normally <sighs> sit here for a couple more minutes waiting for the the intro music to be done. Now I'm not sure what to do for like the next thirty seven yeah, seconds. Yeah, you, usually we have a good you know five ten minute intro to sit through. So, speaking of the intro, how cute does that kid sound, and how just awful is L- that kid? Little Gage. <laughs> yeah, like. Oh, uh, he's so adorable, and it, until and, he's killing people. Well, even still, when he's killing people, it's like, oh. <laughs> he, just, he just sliced that guy's neck open. Oh, look at his cute little murder face. <laughs> I mean, we'll get into that movie. If you don't know, by the way, the intro was from Pet Cemetery. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, and also, if you haven't figured it out, by probably the title and description of the file you're listening to, we are talking about killer kids. Killer kids. Or as I like to call them, shitbag kids. What? Bunch just, of bitches. Just, just, just a, a bunch of shitbags. Just shitbag. <laughs> Well, um, yeah, hey, uh, so I guess with that being said, what are we drinking today? Um, shots. Oh, yeah, shots. Oh, God. Everybody! Well, hey, you guys, you guys want to tell you, uh, Jay got a nice uh, nice bottle of Jack Daniels here for Christmas from his future in-laws. Hey. So, why don't we... And this I... is not a ripoff of horror shots. Just putting that out there. And, yes, it is. Horror shots! And welcome... <laughs> Welcome back to the land of the living, Beyond the Veil. I'm about three quarters of the way through the new oh, episode. Oh, yeah, man. I'm glad so. that they're back. I got so sick of listening to us and nothing. <laughs> because that's what James does. He just listens to us over and over. Well, I I, I start, I, I always go through our episode and I'm, I'm like, okay, I got to listen to this for corrections for next week because inevitably we get stuff wrong. Yep. 
And then I end up not paying that much attention, and then I have to listen to it like five more times to actually get stuff. For, I don't know. I got called out by uh, a friend of a friend of. I guess he's my friend too, but a friend of a friend, uh, guy named Chris, called me out for not having the tumbler up on time the other week. So I guess I got to start getting that up. Good. On time. Yeah, somebody <laughs> needs to get on your ass about it because I feel like a jerk when I do it. Because I mean, what else do I really do? Nothing. And and a uh, friend of our buddy Chris Kelly. Apparently likes our Tumblr feed because it looks very strange when you don't haven't listened to the episode yet and you don't know <laughs> what they're talking about. So you see all these random photos. It's like they're <laughs> they're talking about John Carpenter, but all I see is a bunch of clown bullshit. And clown. If you want to see it, you can check it out at thebuzzkillpodcast.tumblr.com. Actually, you can't. I erased it. <laughs> Gone. Um. Well, we actually can we have the shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, cheers. Yeah, cheers. Yes. Oh, cheers again. Okay. Yes. A double cheers. Mm. Ooh. Oh, Jack Daniels for you. There's just something about drinking them out of those Ocean Recording Studio shot glasses that just makes it go down so much smoother. That you can buy mm. at OceanRecordingStudio.com. Yeah. We're sponsored by them in case you haven't noticed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's very true. First sponsorship. All right. Cool. Um, yeah, so what are we drinking tonight, James? Uh, tonight we are drinking from Alesmith. Ah, oh, jeez. <clears throat> From uh, from is Ale Smith Brewing Company. Ooh, where's that from? That is from. Is it New York? Because everything that we drink is either Michigan or New York, and I know this isn't from Michigan. No, it's from San Diego, California. San Diego. We also drink beers from Massachusetts. Ipswich. In this particular. is going. This is going to taste so good that it, being that it comes from a whale's vagina. Ah. Uh, oh. <laughs> San Diego. A <laughs> uh, little bit. So, oh, did I even say the name of it? Sorry. No, you did not. Uh, <laughs> um, this is from Ale Smith Brewing Company in San Diego, California, and it's called Lil Devil. Lil Devil. And today we're talking about those, you know, little rascally devils. So uh, this one, this one works out perfectly. Uh, is this the only? Th- is there anything on the bottle? Yes. There is something. Oh on yeah, the yeah, okay. yeah. There is. Wait um, a bit. <clears throat> here we go. Uh, we called you. Whoa, whoa, you tickling me? What are you doing? <laughs> no, my napkin's stuck oh. in the back of your shirt. <laughs> so if we didn't drip it in the Guys, guys, guys so, save the butt stuff for the butt kill so podcast. So since this right? is from uh, San Diego, I guess I should put on my California voice. <laughs> San Diego. Uh, this is hard to read. There's a glare. Uh, this unfiltered Belgian-style pale ale pours a hazy gold with a creamy white head. Uh, ground coriander seeds and two kinds of orange peel added to the kettle contribute pleasant citrus notes to its Belgian fermentation character. Little Devil's light body and effervescent finish make for a refreshing beer that will have you coming back for more, dude. Little Devil's crisp citrus notes and fruity fermentation flavors make it an ideal pairing for steamed mussels and other fresh shellfish preparations especially when cooked with beer itself. Soft goat, goat's milk, cheeses, <laughs> and mild, creamy, washed rind cheeses. What the hell's a washed rind cheese? <laughs> they wash it. Also pair very well with Little Devil's bright, spicy aromatics and its light, refreshing body. Whoa. Whoa. Whoa, dude. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I do like- love steamed mussels, especially when they're in a sauna on a nice... A lot of the beers you're, you're talking about, like the ones on Venice Beach, like a brick shit house, like a steamed muscle. <laughs> okay. I feel like a lot of the beers we've been drinking recently with the episodes have yeah. all had the descriptions of eat it with goat cheese and <laughs> and eat true. it with the all the things that Jay can't eat. 
I will Stop. never experience this beer to its full potential. Is, any, is anybody out there just going to cater to our friends, the vegans? If anybody was going to do it, you'd think it would be San, San Diego. Yeah. They Drink would... this beer and pair it up with uh, maple glazed tofu. and uh... <laughs> This would go best with kale and... Uh... <laughs> And Actually, just pour it right on your kale. It's like a, it's like a beer salad. <laughs> beer, um, a beer garette. Instead of hops, we use kale in our beer because we're cool in California <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh, just, I think it's just a matter of time before somebody tries to make some sort of kale-flavored beer. Dude, oh, I'm, uh, dude I am gross. on it. <laughs> Nasty. I get back from oh, surfing because uh, the tide's up, man. By the way, this is a Belgian-style pale ale. Did I say that? Yes, I think It's a 5.75. Oh, it's not a 9%er for once. Yeah. Oh, um, oh shit, yeah, Jason. We, we left them out. You got yeah. that bottle opener for me? Yeah, man. Hey, just do your thing. Dropping in on that pipe, bro. Just shooting the curl. All right. I'm hey, going to I'm gonna have to drink a lot tonight to get through this. <laughs> <laughs> the devil. Ooh. It's pretty tasty. It's light. It is. I like, yeah. It's light. It's, it's a, nice it's a good to, drinking beer. It's nice to actually drink a like a light beer yeah. for once. <laughs> We've been drinking super heavy beers the last few weeks. Yeah, this, this is a good, it's a good, just good drinking beer. You yeah, know? I could uh, I could actually <laughs> probably just pound the rest of this bottle right now. But you're not. My dad wouldn't like this because of, because it's Belgian style, and he says that all Belgian style beers taste like um, potpourri. Yeah. I get what there's he's like, saying. I get what he's saying. There's like yeah. a very floral yeah, taste yeah. to Belgian style beers, but I like it. I know I, I like them too. I like them a lot. Um, um so right. um, what does that bring us to? Uh, corrections, I believe. Oh, it does. Uh, do you have any corrections? Uh, I just I, something that so Vito was on what two two weeks two, ago? Two weeks yeah. ago. Yep. Uh, and he he actually texted us a couple of days ago, and he mentioned something about us saying that Adrian Barbeau played. Uh, a DJ in one of the horror anthologies, and I think we might have mixed it up, and we might have said that she was playing a, a DJ in uh, Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat, when in fact she was playing it in Tales of Halloween, and it was just her voice too. Right. Yeah, that was that was the one that harkened back to the fog. Which which originally we did say that it was in Tales of Halloween on the Halloween episode. I think we but did, but then a few yeah. episodes later, I think we said Trick or Treat on accident. So we, that's really the only correction. Sometimes I have. we get dumb. Yeah, it happens. Uh, the only correction that I have is uh, we were talking about uh, last week with movies we're looking forward to, and I brought they're making a new Flatliners. Yeah, and uh, I have learned since then that that is actually not a remake as much as it is a sequel. Really? Because Kiefer Sutherland is going to be in the new one. And according to him, he plays a different character. However, it's a continuation of his original character. As in maybe he changed his name and is now living a different existence. Something like that. But he made but basically when talking to him, it's more of a sequel than it is anything else. Gotcha. So, right on. So yeah, that, okay. that's all I got. We did pretty good last week, I think. Yeah, I think so. Uh yeah. That's um uh, Um yeah, I think that's it. You got any uh Anybody you want to shout out or anything like that? Do I have anyone to shout out? Yeah. Uh, um, hi, Mom. Mike Tyson, what's up, dog? <laughs> Am I supposed to have someone to shout out? The Buzz Kill Podcast. <laughs> uh, Careful out there on the snow. It's slippery. I was actually just giving Jay a minute because he was taking a picture. Because now we're going to move into the news, Jay. Yeah. Was, I think that was the worst one yet so far. <laughs> what was the inspiration for that one, Jay? That um, was it. Uh, pro- was... Probably uh, 
the uh, the that uh Psy song? What's it? The uh Oh yeah, that uh um oh, cra- gang- Gangnam Style. G- yeah, Gangnam Style. <laughs> that, that was it, man. That's like if I'm ever writing a song, I put on that first. And I'm like, this is the direction I need to go. Buzzkill podcast news. Okay. All right. Well, into the news. Right. Let's just move on yeah. from this madness. Yep, yep. I'm going to let you uh, kick it off this week, Jay. Uh, Jay? Jay. All right. So in the news today. Jeans. So there's apparently a, a remake of a remake happening. Another remake of a remake. So how, how great could this be? Um, another house on Haunted Hill is mm-hmm. in the works. Okay, and actually, so let's think about this. Let's think about this. I the original's classic, mm-hmm. Vincent Price and whatnot. Right. The remake is already great with the immortal Chris Kattan. <laughs> <laughs> so he really thing was. Is, though, he really was the bright light in that movie, wasn't the he? The thing is, though. The thing is, though, is that. I feel like they could remake that in in today's style yeah. of horror movie, and it would still be good. I, I'm actually slightly okay with this. I don't know. It's, it seems like an, it. it seems like another one of those like too soon kind of things. Like like uh, Is it like with Cabin Fever. It's really in 1999, so that's we're talking seven, seven, uh, eight, 18 years ago. That's a decent amount of time. I mean, I don't know, man. Like when I, was the remake for Haunted Hill? Was uh, it in late 90s. For House on Haunted Hill? The remake. 99. 99? Yeah. So we're approaching 20 years. I mean, it's it's been almost two decades. I don't know, but they waited 40 years between the original and the and the first remake. Well, maybe they should have made it. I feel like there, I don't know. I feel like there should be some sort of like statute of limitations. Does it work that way? I don't know. I like where it it should be. It's got to be at least 18. At least <laughs> So they really hit it right on the... <laughs> no, I don't know, like 25 years plus or something? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, just, it just, I think it all depends on their intentions. It all depends on what they're trying to do and, and, and how and they're actu- going to go about it. And actually, there's there's two. There's there's another one. I can't remember her name. Uh, there's another one being written by... Uh, crap, I should have wrote this down. There's another one being made uh, that... It, because the original is this is riveting yeah I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to recall stuff that I read like earlier today and I'm just not doing it um uh, because the, uh, the 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 original is in public domain now okay so basically anybody can make a sequel yes. or prequel or whatever the hell they want so there are there there are actually currently two house on haunted hill oh really? remakes or sequels Kind of in the making. So how different then? I wonder how different this is going to be than from the remake. Yeah. Because because they obviously can't do the same things because the remake has its own set of. I think I remember seeing the it. word prequel, but I could be I could be wrong. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Who well, knows? Anyway, I, I don't know. Let's move on from. Yeah. This. Speaking of Kiefer Sutherland, a few things ago. Yeah. Uh, so we're getting a Lost Boys series. Oh, cool. Yes, we are. And it's supposedly it's supposed to span over uh, a bunch of different decades. So it sounds like they're going to be storytelling from lots of different points in time. With those same, with that same group of uh, vampires, that I you do, think? That I do not know. Um, it's the, the guy, the showrunner is guy, is a guy named Rob Thomas. Not not the oh. Rob Thomas. It's 3 a.m. 3 a.m. I must sure, be lonely. I'm sure he's also very smooth. Ah, uh, nice. Put that in there. <laughs> but um, it's the same guy uh, who created Veronica Mars, which Veronica Mars was a fantastic show. Mm-hmm. I have yet to watch the whole thing, but Vito and his wife are like 
uber fans yeah uh he also did though that new show i zombie which i think is pretty hideous yeah <laughs> so we'll see how this comes out but it's mm-hmm. a vampire show just don't do it like vampire diary style and i think we're gonna be okay i don't even i i CW. i literally know nothing about the vampire, vampire diaries. diaries is like the cw's version of twilight isn't the of, is the dude that's playing uh pennywise from vampire diaries i don't think so um bill skarsgård Maybe. I don't know. I don't, mean, I, I, I don't watch it. So or, I don't watch it. Or is he from True Blood? I don't know. He's from one of those vampire movies. I, think. No clue. I don't know. Who cares? No clue. <clears throat> um, so. so we'll have to get into this a little more in depth on a on another show, possibly when we do our, our found footage uh, episode, But because uh, I didn't actually watch the 17-minute explanation video yet. But there is a fan theory that apparently is pretty compelling uh, if you don't really take the new Blair Witch movie into account. There's a fan theory that the original Blair Witch Project is actually not about the Blair Witch at all, but is actually... Uh, the way they the way they picked it apart is Mike and Josh actually kind of used this excuse to of making a documentary to lure Heather out into the woods to murder her. I wonder what, what would the motivation behind that be. Though? I don't know. I gotta, like I said, I gotta watch the explanation but video. The thing is, but apparently, apparent, like I said, it's 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 apparently pretty compelling. But now that the new movie exists, though, and that's canon, mm-hmm. and that is a sequel to the original, mm-hmm. does this fan theory have legs now? Though maybe it had legs uh, the before, way, but the way this they, is canon. Now, the way they said it is, you kind of have to just you have to watch the explanation video and then watch the original movie with this in mind be interesting to hear from the writer himself if that was where in his in his head that's what was happening i doubt it but i i like fan theories yeah, like no, I, fine, I think they're they're, i think they're cool it's, especially if especially if they can make you go back and watch a movie that you love which i do love the original blair witch project if they can make you go back and watch a movie with like Fresh eyes. a completely different set of eyes, yeah, yeah, uh, that, that is cool. I agree. So yeah, I, I want to check it out. I want to watch that video and then check it out and talk about it. I think it'd be pretty. I agree. Cool. Uh, so somebody, <laughs> this isn't news, but it's just a cool thing that is going around the internet's right now. Uh, somebody digitally added a Did ton you just of say the internet, the internet's, the interwebs. <laughs> okay. Um, somebody digitally added in a ton of blood and gore into some select scenes from Home Alone. Yeah. <laughs> and it is quite possibly the greatest thing. I want to see <laughs> the entire movie redone like that. So badly, I Home Alone is it like would, the. It would really paint a different picture of well. <laughs> Home Alone is sort of like the original, like Saw movies almost, like where they had like the set traps for him and stuff. Like, it really is. It's like it's like the innocence version of Saw, um, Home Invasion, Saw, whatever. I don't know. It's probably more like uh, I'm trying to the think. Collector. Of, yeah, I was gonna say like the collector because that's doesn't guy, I, yeah guy yeah, breaks guys, yeah. and sets up booby traps mm-hmm. all over the house and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the effects though look incredible. Yeah, whoever did it is really so talented. good. Yeah, yeah. I want to see the whole movie redone that way. I really do. <laughs> oh my god! It would just make Kevin McAllister look like a complete psychopath. Oh, it's just which fantastic. he kind of is. Well, well, well okay. So uh, I mentioned this movie before. There's a movie called The Aggression Scale. Yeah. And which this could actually fit in pretty well to our topic today because oh, he's, yeah, a, he's yeah. a sociopathic kid. This was, uh, um, who did you say directed Stephen Steven C. Miller directed yeah, this. Yeah. This was his second movie, I believe. You just talked about a movie last week that he did, right? Uh, maybe. 
I can't remember what movie Maybe. you were talking uh, yeah, about. I'm, yeah, I'm, I mentioned him quite a bit, but uh, yeah, the aggression scale though was about a kid who he's 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 a sociopath, mm-hmm. and these people are they kill his parent, kill their parents, and so it's him and his sister trying to survive while this this group this group of guys is trying to hunt him down. But it's kind of like he was just waiting for the opportunity. Oh to, yeah, he he destroys these guys. Yeah. This movie's fantastic. Mm-hmm. He just just destroys them. It's it's so good. Um, so yeah, it's very much like that. Um, uh, on the on the uh, on the same page as uh, Kevin McAllister being a psychopath. Have you ever have you seen that short with Macaulay Culkin? Oh yeah. Now that he's all grown yeah. up. Yep. And he's actually like, he, he is a psychopath. It's yep. kind of like he's in, endured these years of torture with like all this stuff that he went through. Well, once you once you make a few records as a band that sings entirely about pizza, I think that you lower. Lower your. <laughs> isn't, no, that, isn't, that guy, isn't that the same guy as the drummer from Wilson? Pooey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pooey. we're gonna have to put a picture of yep. him up on Tumblr yep. now. Our buddies in Wilson, uh, 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 Pooey, the drummer, he does look. It's there's a pretty uncanny resemblance between him and 35 year old Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, it's, it's it's true. <laughs> it's pretty funny. They probably ingest the same amount of alcohol though. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it that one? Is it one of the bands we know that just played a show with uh, Macaulay Culkin's band? Like within well, like the last year? Do oh, we? for real? Wait, or do something? we? Uh, news to I, me. I, it might have been one of the bands that recorded. Breaking news. One of our friends. <laughs> no, <laughs> something, something like that. Actually, Someone now, that, you, that. now that you say that, I, I feel like I heard that somewhere. Yeah, I don't know, though. It, it we'll might have been to, one of the guys. We'll look into it. I know somebody who played with Frankie Muniz's band. Oh, Frankie, that's who it was. Oh, is that Frankie Muniz yeah, has a band? He's a drummer, yeah. He's a really good drummer, too. Really? Yeah. Well, that's. I don't know what they're called. I don't know what they're called. They played the Crowfoot about a year ago. Maybe that's what it was. That's the same show, right? We'll look into it. We'll tell you next week. (laughs) Um, Okay, so the writer, the original writer of the movie Seven, one of the greatest serial killer movies ever made. Yeah. um, The writer has posted online for the first time ever the original first draft of the movie that has quite a few changes in it. Uh, More, most, most uh, famously, has a different ending. Than what we got in the movie. Apparently, um, uh, 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 oh God, what was his? What was um, who Mills? Mills was Brad Pitt's character. Yeah. So apparently, in in the original draft, um, oh my God, why is my why is my brain not this working? This is cool, man. You sound really good. Keep I it know. Up. <laughs> <laughs> my brain is is just not working here. Morgan Freeman's character. Why? Well, I, 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 <laughs> Apparently Morgan Freeman has to shoot Brad Pitt's character though, and then it picks up like after he's recovered and there's a whole ending scene. Uh, I have yet, I have yet to read like the, the script. So oh, like he, does he shoot him to, to stop, stop him, him from, from looking, shooting from looking in the box? Uh, or, what? or to that stop, doesn't or make to stop any him sense. From, stop him from shooting Kevin Spade. I haven't read the script. I'm just reading what was online here. Okay. Neither one of those <laughs> makes sense though. I mean, because because uh, what's 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 your better option here? It's okay. So if he's going to look in the box and he shoots him, that's just dumb. Okay. If, was, but if he's but if he's gonna if he's if he shoots Mills to to avoid having him shoot Kevin Spacey's character, mm-hmm. what's what's better? Either having oh, a psychopath okay. killer dead or potentially killing your I partner. Was, I was who wrong. Is a, so this is all for naught. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, this is on, I'm, I'm reading this off bloodydisgusting.com. This is what happens just to give, when you uh, look up the news five minutes before you yeah, go on. this one was. I was very unprepared today. James was prepared. I was not, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, I'm reading this from bloodydisgusting.com, though, because they're the ones that uh, that broke this. Yeah. Um, but it says, The infinite shocker uh, of an ending was included in the original draft, but the scene plays out differently. When Somerset tries to stop Mills from shooting John Doe, Mills ends up shooting Somerset in the shoulder, leading to a final scene that takes place after Somerset is dis batch from the hospital uh-huh. so something happens at the end there i plan on reading this whole thing i can give a, a, a an update on it when i'm done but um it just sounds cool though i, I how, love this how about, movie how so. about we w- we'll wait right now you go ahead and re- oh, you oh, go okay. ahead and read it okay so, so, so jim uh what'd you have for dinner today um I, you watched it man i ate a sub oh, yeah. was it good <laughs> yeah it was really good uh, italian I, sub I spaghetti i with, saw you um, eating that it looked with good salad and i had some okay some with okay here we go did you read the whole thing yet Okay, hey. uh, so yeah, let's move yeah. on because Mike. Uh, That's all I got from the news. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, can, you can continue this. Up. This episode's kind of a mess. Yeah, <laughs> let, we're gonna go through these. We're gonna go through these fast because there's a few more here. Okay, so new episodes of the X Files coming in 2018 if all goes well with the deals. You know, wheeling and dealing, and uh, because well, Jill- David Duchovny, uh, David Duchovny, and Jillian um, uh, Jillian Anderson said they wanted to do some after that last season. Anyway, they both so. have very busy schedules right now, so it's yeah. they're just trying to find the time. They're trying to make the deals, and hopefully in 2018 you'll get some uh, you'll get some new X Files. Yep. I need to catch up on basically the entire series. <laughs> so I've watched a lot of them, but we'll like just here. singular we'll episodes. We'll catch up. Okay. So Mike, what'd you have for dinner today? Uh, so I had, uh, I had to talk All right, about hold on. Uh, so Scream Factory, Dead Time Stories, Blu-ray release coming out February 28th, 2017. I already own this movie. Oh, okay. Only it's not on a blue disc. Yeah. It's on a silver platter. Oh, I own it on laser disc. Laser disc. Oh, 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 a laser disc. Uh, pew, yes. Pew, 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 pew. You know, there's a movie on there. <laughs> I've, ne- <laughs> I've never watched it, though. I've never watched it, but if it's good enough to where it's getting a re-release, then mm-hmm. I should probably check it out. Absolutely. Uh, not to be confused with George Romero's absolutely atrocious anthology series, uh, also called Dead Time Stories. Yeah. It's awful. It is so bad. Um, I love anthologies. This is It's terrible, though. I might have, uh, I might have a, a small bone to pick. But I we'll do it off the air. Okay. Um, so Tom Holland, uh, who you all know, wrote and directed the original Fright Night. Yes. He uh, basically to have that movie made in 1984, he sold the rights. Okay. The deal was for 35 years. 2019 is the end of that 35-year deal, which means he will get the rights back. He is currently penning Fright Night three. As a novel. As a novel. Yeah. And uh, but he, it sounds like he's got big plans. He wants to eventually, once he gets the rights back, he wants to make that into a movie, completely the, revive the series. You know, and, the cool thing is though, since he knows he's going to get the rights back because yeah. they revert to him, he can start making that movie. Um, like he can start I, pre-production. Can yeah, he really? can start designing. He owns the rights they, to it. They can start designing the stuff. They don't. They don't need the rights to design yeah, something. I mean, as long you as you only it, need the rights to make it, so and, he can do and, all and this the pre-production name, right? before. Yeah. I mean, you could start making it under a different name sure. as soon as you get the rights back. He could oh, have it done right now. He could have exactly. it done right now. Yeah. Wait until 2019 and release it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's awesome. I'm looking yeah, forward to yeah, that. Yeah, as my... uh, And then uh, one last thing here. Um, the Leslie Vernon sequel mm. to, you know, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. What? Sequel titled tentatively. 
uh, before, before the mask, the, mask, the so return it, of Leslie. Vernon. So if it was before, that sounds like a prequel, though. I'm a little bit confused about that. <laughs> it is kind of it is kind of <laughs> weird. Like before the mask, the return of Leslie Vernon. You would think it would be like before the mask. The, maybe maybe it's like, Leslie Vernon just confused the entire movie. <laughs> like he doesn't know what he's supposed to do. I don't know what's going on. But I don't know if I should do prequel Vernon or sequel version <laughs> Vernon. I don't know. <laughs> it would actually work really well with like the way they. It's uh. It's very. I wonder how they're gonna do it's it. It's very meta. Being the, yeah, being that the <laughs> I used it right that time. Uh, being that the original movie is is so um, stylized to begin with. Yeah. I wonder if they're gonna try to do something like that again, or if they're just going to make a straight up movie. I kind of feel like they should just make it a movie. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Because the whole idea of the whole idea of him explaining like the the rules of of a slasher. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what the appeal was of that movie. Yeah. Did anybody survive in that one? I forget from the original crew. Uh yeah, the uh the girl, the Okay, so are they I wonder if they're going to bring her back then. Well, probably. That'd be cool. Yeah. She was the final girl, mm-hmm. so she'll come back for the sequel and blah blah blah. So got anyway, uh, that is that is it for the news. What do you got? <laughs> You'll listen to the Buzzkill Podcast news, and that's a Thursday. But you'll be listening on Sunday. It's my Guiro that I bought from eBay for ten bucks with free shipping. What is that thing called? <laughs> a Guiro. A Guiro. Or a fish? Some people call it the fish. <laughs> that's like. A... Why, did, why did you bust? <laughs> Because he knew that for he this. was going to be doing this I like, episode. I, I was like, I need a new instrument. For <laughs> fair <the> enough. <laughs> fair enough. And so I bought a Guiro, all right? Uh, you boy. win. You win. All right. Well, uh, so that takes us to, uh, well, I didn't personally watch anything that doesn't have to do with our tofu today. Oh, I did. So. I did right here. Hey, hey. Uh, hey. Yes, Michael? Oh, yeah, I watched something. Yeah. Uh, but I have to be quick because one that you actually talked about That's on right, a I previous did. We watched movies, but I finally watched if He Never Died. If you'd like to hear me talk about He Never Died uh, in a much more intellectual sense and uh, with much more grace. insight and grace, uh, go back and listen to like episode three or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'll have it on the Tumblr. But uh, I watched He Never Died starring let's, let's, Henry Rollins. Let's listen to this slack jaw try and work his way through it now. <sighs> go ahead, Mike. <laughs> I loved the devil in it. Uh... And and the oatmeal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just shut up and talk about it. Um, so he never died. Uh, Twenty fifteen, directed by Jason Cross. How do you, I don't even know how you say that name. Crosszake. It's one of those C Z Y K names at the end. Oh yeah. And I don't know how to pronounce it, but um, anyway, this movie's great. I liked it way more than I ever anticipated. To be honest with you, uh, Henry Rollins' character is so beautifully awkward. Crotchick, by the Cro- way. Crotchick. Yeah, I got a lot of Polacks in my family, nah. so I know how to I know how to say this. Well, there it is. Yep. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Henry Rollins, beautifully awkward. It's the best way that you can describe him, and it never lets up throughout the entire movie. It's not like he's is a certain way in the beginning, and then like the shit hits the fan so he changes like his attitude no he's the same guy from beginning to end right and he's so lovable in a weird kind of way like i just i was by myself watching it and like my roommate was probably being kept up at me laughing so hard upstairs because it was it was just i was cracking up (laughs) at so this super dry performance that he was giving yeah and it's great Mm -hmm. it's so good um uh, I loved the twist in it. I'm not going to give it away. Yeah. Um, but I loved the twist. I knew that there was a twist. I knew that he was somebody. Yeah. Didn't know who. 
And when they finally give it away, I'm like, oh my God, that is so smart. Makes a ton of sense when they it, give it away. It really does. And they didn't dwell on it. I think that was my favorite part about right. it. They said it, and then they just moved on. It was no big deal. Like, yeah. like to him, he, to- he told the girl who he was. Kind of, yeah, uh, kind of, yeah. I so was gonna I'm, say, kind of I'm, like his character throughout the entire movie. Like it's so. Just, I'm, I'm such and such. Everything is very matter of fact. Yeah, yeah. And they, like and they don't you, like on one it of the all. parts you brought up was like he just killed a room full of people, <laughs> and she says something like, "You just killed a room full of people," and he's like, "You need to come with me." And she's like, "Well, you're just gonna go kill another room full of people, right?" Probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Uh, yeah, if you haven't seen it, if you've never heard of it. Um, it, uh, it's weird. This movie was only released, best of my knowledge, mm-hmm. on DVD. Okay. There was not a Blu-ray release, which I thought was a little bit strange. Um, yeah. But So if you can track it down, though, it's it's worth 10 bucks or whatever it is on online. or. Well, it's on, it's on Netflix, too. Oh, so. it's on Netflix, so there you go. Yeah. It's, it's for free. Minus, <laughs> Isn't that where you watched minus it? Minus what you paid. No, I bought it. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so just <clears throat> great flick. Is that all you watched? That's it. All right. Well, that means we can move into the tofu. The tofu. The tofu. We should get some music for this. Yeah, we need to start. Uh, we need to start amping up the. Uh, if you're a, if you're more. a musician and you want to make music for us, we might use it. You're sitting in the room with three musicians, and you're yeah, one of them. But we're lazy. <laughs> that's, that's very true. <laughs> well, not Jay. It's just that he's always doing something. What are you doing over there? Besides looking handsome. Making macaroni and cheese. No, <laughs> I uh, took this California beer to a uh, a new level. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? We were talking about like what they should eventually have, and they should eventually have. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see, maybe Michael post it up. Yep, yeah. yep, absolutely the will. Skill podcast. Uh, oh. uh, well, because this is from <laughs> because this is from Ale Smith Brewing Company. Uh, Justin, where'd you get the K? I drew it. You drew it. Uh, Justin turned it into Kale Smith Brewing Company. <laughs> oh God, that's a video. I don't want a video. No, you don't. I'm terrible I'm at life right kale. now. That's classic. Like that. <laughs> it's very, very new age. It's also very good for you, right? It's super. Yeah. So if kale is a superfood, super beer. This is a, it's, it's super a super beer. beer. <laughs> oh, good times. All right, boys, let's talk about some killer kid movies. Yeah. Oh, let's do that. <clears throat> well, hey, let's start off with. Um, well, should we? You want to get the the obvious ones out of the way? Uh, like just kind of yeah. just kind of get through them real quick. Yeah, like, we like, we have like not... a we have like a handful that we watched over the last couple yeah. days that we're gonna focus on mainly, but uh, there's just so freaking many of these things that let's just yeah yeah there's go a ton ahead of them. and go ahead and I mean yeah do the uh, what do you call these honorable mentions Honor- we're gonna well, get them I, out of the I way wouldn't even, I wouldn't beforehand. even say that I mean there's some that we watched that like um, <clears throat> I hadn't seen in a very long time that I want to talk a little bit about because it was my first time seeing them but. Yeah. Um, you you have some obvious movies um, like uh, Sleepaway Camp, for example. Mm-hmm. She's a kid. She's a killer. Spoilers. Uh, but how, we're not gonna. How but old is she in that movie? Like twelve or thirteen. Really? Maybe less than. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Or. Well, I guess like Camp Age. <laughs> she. Hey, don't give, dude. Don't give anything I away. Di- I didn't give anything away. You're doing air quotes. Uh, no one knew that until you just said it. Thanks well, for giving it away. Well, pe- Thanks for giving it pe- away, James. People, know, people need to w- know why you're going. She. Um, another one that I uh, that, that is is Ew. absolutely is is bef- before he donned the mask though in both the Rob Zombie movie and the original Michael Myers was a kid. Total killer kid in the beginning of that movie. Super killer kid, bro. <laughs> <Just> total- <laughs> uh, yeah, that's. Um, 
Absolutely. By the way, how do you say that kid's name? Which one? De- Deg Ferch or something. Like. It sounds like you're speaking backwards. You're talking about the kid that played Michael Myers? De- Deg Ferch. Deg <laughs> I don't know how to say his name. It's spelled like D-A-E-G-F-A-E-R-C-H or something like that. The little uh, kid who plays young yeah. Michael Myers. In, yeah. the, in the new one? Yes. Uh, in I the zombie no movies, yeah. I have no clue. He's awesome, though. Deg Ferch. That's... <laughs> I, I actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have you roll what I just said backwards. Okay. When we get done with this, I guarantee it says something about the devil. It says Paul is dead. <laughs> Paul is dead, mate. <laughs> um, but yeah, so those are some obvious ones. Whatever. Another obvious one that I want to spend some time on is I had never seen the original classic Children of the Corn. Really? And I'd never seen it. One of those franchises that has always been there since I probably had ever heard about horror, you know? Mm-hmm. One of those classic franchises. I just I had never seen any of these movies. Because Mike is notorious for not watching good movies. It's true. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, directed by uh, Fritz <clears throat> Kirsch. Oh, that's another Fritz Kirsch. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the same name, but in the opposite uh, Dig, order. Dig Reversed. <laughs> um... <laughs> Give us a quick, give us a quick synopsis of Children of the Corn, 1984. 1984. For... Uh, uh, there's a couple trying to pass through town, and uh, they they're looking for they're not looking for gas. Oh, I actually have a real synopsis here. Oh, if you, do you? Yeah. No. Uh, a boy preacher named Isaac goes to a town in Nebraska called Gatlin and gets all the children to murder every adult in town. Uh, a young couple have a murder to report, and they go to the nearest town, which is Gatlin, to seek help, but the town seems deserted. They are soon trapped in Gatlin with little chance of getting out alive. Dun, dun, dun! Right? Yes. Yeah. Um, no, this movie was awesome, though. I, I was watching it, and I'm thinking to myself, this would be a really good cult movie. And spoilers, if you haven't seen this movie like me... <laughs> <laughs> just I, like me I would, you had almost 30 years to do so so I would, <laughs> at this point I, over 30 years over 30 yeah. years yeah I, I will <laughs> yeah children of the corn insanity I apologize children to everybody listening to this episode tonight <laughs> no hey we, we can't we should just get this out of the way all, all three of us at one point in our lives, for whatever reason, were huge corn fans. Not the food. Some of us, some of us still are huge their, corn their fans. Their new record's Mike. not that bad. Oh my gosh, I can't <laughs> tell you how many times Mike has gone, dude, you have to listen to this new corn song. So, I'm like, no. He, he, he umrakachakas again, and he, <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. It's guilty oh, pleasures. Gosh. Uh, you're just the worst, Michael. At least it's not going on and on about a new Limp Bizkit record. Would All right, you... douchebag. Yo, chocolate starfish. Oh my god, guys, stop! <laughs> We're embarrassing ourselves now. Um, anyway, though, just so like tons I, of people. Just so click, back to Children click, of the Corn, the movie the version. X button on their computer just then. Um, I was thinking to myself that, that this is a really good cult movie yeah. until the shit that he's preaching though mm-hmm. turns out to be real. Well, yeah, you didn't think it was the whole time. No, I figured it was a cult movie. I figured this was a kid that was controlling the masses by. Using his religion, like that's what cult movies do. What did I, you What did you think of Isaac, by the way? What did I think of him, yeah. like as a character? Yeah. Um, I I thought he was a little shit. <laughs> like I thought I thought I I thought that why are all of these people following his lead? He's just like a little wiener. <laughs> it's, just, it's just weird though, because because he was like a he's like this is I don't mean this as any offense to the actor because uh, he has a he has GHD, which I think is um growth. 
growth hormone d- disorder. So or something he's actually like that. older than he appears. He, he was twenty five when he when no. they made that movie. Yeah, really. He's only five feet tall. Wow. Yeah, I did not. But know he's that. Uh, so he's always that actor has always. I think his name is John Franklin or something like that. That sounds familiar. Um, he's he's always played characters who are meant to look y- younger. You know what I mean? Interesting. I di- I had no idea. <clears throat> yeah, it's. You couldn't tell just by looking at He's got kind of an older face, you know? But I figured He doesn't that, look like a kid. I figured that he just looked like that, and that was why they cast him, because mm. he had that kind of odd look to him. Um, but also also in this movie is Linda Hamilton, which you would know from The Terminator. The Terminator. Come with me if you want to live. That was bad. That was awful. That was, <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say that I fucked that one up. <laughs> Um, it's got uh, a guy named Courtney Gaines in it too. Oh my gosh, Malachi! Courtney, yes, no, <laughs> I know him. I knew. I was watching this movie. Like, I know that kid from somewhere. He's the creepy next door neighbor kid in the Burbs. Oh yeah. He's the 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 nephew or whatever of the uncle that ends up being the, the big bad in the movie. Um, that's where I knew him from. Like, I know this guy from somewhere. The Burbs, one of the greatest movies ever made, in my opinion. But. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Children of the Corn. It, it was great. I loved it. It was uh, kind of everything that you want in a killer kid movie. Um, which is why it's probably so classic. Malachi, <laughs> I can't. Every time I, he's so like. Every time I see this movie, that's all I fixate on is how bad he is. Oh, like the the actor. He's just the... terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like he, you know, they're supposed to have kind of. They're supposed like all of them speak almost like. The way the Bible reads, they yeah, kind of speak where they, like where that. Where would they learn to speak like that? Uh, you know. Well, it was a like that town of Gatlin was was very very religious. True. Bef- even before Isaac, and then once once Isaac got to town, then they started following a different religion. But I just like so, all the kids kind of talk like that. But just every time he delivers a line, it's like. He sounds not to not to overuse the freaking California bro uh, voice, but like like Isaac's talking about you know he who walks among the rows doth say that blah 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 and then yeah. and then and then and then Malachi is just uh, like the one part that always stuck out to me is uh, when they when they catch the two little kids who aren't following yeah. their their cult yeah. or whatever playing Monopoly and listening to a record. Like Isaac tells him to, he says, "Put him back where where you found him," and Malachi's like, uh, "But they had, but they had, they had music in a game, and it is forbidden." <laughs> I just, I, I like, I was like, I want somebody to go through and dub in either a dude or a man no, after every you know line wanna, that that Malachi says. The way that the way that you were saying that, I'm thinking about <clears> the one thing that kept popping in my head was, I want to see that movie re-edited. Take out Malachi and just insert um 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 um, um. Robbie Wrist. Robbie Wrist. <laughs> Isn't that the guy that plays Michelangelo? Oh no 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 Napoleon Dynamite. And <laughs> 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 everything. It made us forbidden. But he was playing Monopoly. God. <laughs> I, just thought, I just think that'd be really funny. <laughs> they remake Children of the Corn again because I know they've done it like twice now, but. Cast John Heater in the role of Malachi. Well, they haven't, re- they haven't remade it. They no, they did. Made... no, they did. No, they did. They did? Yeah. Yeah, the, there was a remake that... Um... Oh, did, was that the... It was on sci-fi, right? Yes, and I believe there's another remake coming that John Gulliger is directing. It could be a sequel, too. Hmm. I thought it was a remake, though. Mm-hmm. Not sure. 
Um, but yeah, there's so many Children of the Corn movies. There's like six, six, six or seven, or seven something like that. Yeah, uh, I've heard two is really good. You you've seen them, right, Jay? Yeah. Uh, did the sequels hold up? Were they? They, they that was another one I watched when I was super young, like <clears throat> seven, eight years old or something. Mm. There, you know. So, I, um, but I remember watching at least probably the first four of them. I've heard that the second one's really good. It's nowhere near as serious, and it's tonally it's really different. But I've heard that it's really like it's it's a it's a fun watch. The original movie is kind of like you're watching an old horror movie, whereas the sequel is like that fun horror movie. You know, like that's that's the tone of it. I haven't uh, seen which seems right up my alley. So I, I really want to see it now. I haven't seen two in a long time, but I remember liking it. I think they get progressively worse after that. M- m- like like stands most, to reason. <laughs> like most movies with, that have six or seven sequels, you know. Yep. But uh, I, I I remember liking two. I, I haven't seen it in a long time mm-hmm. though. I actually, and I did actually. Since you're saying that there's a remake, I was gonna say I I thought it was just one of the sequels, but I caught this one on just the beginning of one on Sci-Fi, and I was like, they 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 do the uh, the scene where the kid gets hit by the car. Yeah. And then the guy, you know, Bert gets out and he uh, walks out into the cornfield, and then mm-hmm. Malachi comes and like looks like he's gonna slice the girl's throat or whatever. They like redid that shot for shot. Oh, really? And I thought it, I thought it was just a sequel. So I was like, man, they're really like, they're really, really. This is in two, you said? No, no, no. This or... is like the one that was straight to sci-fi. Oh, okay, okay. So I thought maybe they just did that as kind of like a a callback to the original, mm-hmm. but now. I didn't know that it was a, a straight I'm pretty up sure that it was a remake. I know that there right. was a remake, and I think that's the one that you're... Yeah, it's that one right there. Okay. Um, but yeah, anyway. Um, so um, I, I, it, I did, did you notice... Know, it, so it, this is, uh, much like many Stephen King adaptations, there are some differences, like the main one being that in the Stephen King novella or whatever, I think it's kind of a short story. It is a short, yeah. Um, Vicky and Bert both die. Oh, do they? Yeah, Vicky dies up on that, that corn cross. Like, they dig her eyes out. Really? Yeah, and then she dies, and then Bert finds her body, and he runs out into the cornfield, and he's killed by the one who, or he who walks behind the rose. I find it hard to believe that Bert would die, considering he has all, all that superior firepower. Oh, I'm thinking of Tremors. <laughs> <laughs> Bert Gummer? Wrong movie. Yeah. Little uh, fun fact. Children of the Corn, you know that uh, Stephen King in the original trailer, his name was misspelled as Stephen with a V? Really? Uh-huh. I did read that. I did not know that. Look at that. <laughs> well, would you look at that? <laughs> do you think he just threw a shit fit? Um, you know what I noticed when, like, not when we do when we do a lot of these episodes, uh, a lot of times we uh, just ramble on and on and well, on. We, do. we never but shut up. They're good for us too because, like, with, with with me, I know I've said before. There's I have so many movies in my collection that I've never seen before, and the one of the downfalls of doing this um, uh, podcast is that I don't get to watch a lot of movies. Just to watch them, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I, I'm constantly watching things for whatever episode we have coming up, or, or what have you. And this was a good a good week though, because I realized while I'm doing my research for killer kid movies mm-hmm. that I haven't seen n- near as many killer kid movies as I thought that I had. Mm-hmm. So this is a good excuse for me to finally see stuff like Children of the Corn, finally see rewatch. I, I had seen Pet Cemetery, obviously, but like I yeah. hadn't seen it since I was a kid. Right. You know, so it was good to. To rewatch that, which brings us to our next Stephen King adaptation. The problem is, just to add to that, the problem is though, is that like every week. So for this episode, uh, I watched some, and then I rewatched some that I haven't seen in a long time, 
and then I found a ton that I would like to watch. Exactly. But yep. I won't watch them because next week I'm going to be watching stuff for next which, week's episode. Which is why, which is why, and we say this all the time, so I won't waste my breath too much. But this is why we're going to do more of these types of episodes. Yeah, there's, there's always going to be two point yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, we'll get there eventually when we start running out of things <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> so what's our next um, Stephen King adaptation? Uh, that would be uh, the quote from the beginning of the show. Ah, uh, yes. Pet Cemetery. Mm-hmm. God, I forgot. I think I texted you while I was watching this, and I, I I forgot how absolutely bonkers this movie is. Yeah. As as far as like the visuals in it, mm-hmm. you know, um, like I I forgot how there's a scene in um in the beginning of is it the beginning of the movie where the guy gets hit uh, someone gets hit by the yeah the doc the doctor. He go it, it it cuts from him being at home to suddenly guy like head split open on on the the freeway getting run ran into a room or whatever and like his brains all showing yeah. and it cuts right from like this and nice he's... scene to just horrible gore like like that and it hits you out of nowhere I remember watching I'm like oh my whoa <laughs> wow that was a that was a jump <laughs> and you're you're talking about the guy who then like throughout yes. the movie yeah. shows up as a as a ghost right yeah which which okay talk me through this. I like I, said, I, had, I hadn't seen this movie since I was a kid, and I remembered his character. But as a kid, I didn't pay attention to a lot of the nuances of the movie. What's the character's name? Do you remember? Mm, not offhand, I don't. Um, one of the things that I, I I was a little bit confused about is what does he have to do with the story? Why why is his ghost there? Um, the movie is about people coming back to life in the, in the, from the pet cemetery. You know, and you, like they they buried their cat. Their cat came back to life. Uh, they buried their kid because their kid got creamed by a semi truck. Spoilers. Um, he he gets brought back to life. But what does this ghost have to do with anything? He's I, just a dude that died. I haven't seen Pet Cemetery in quite a while, so. Okay, so, okay, so so let's walk let's walk through okay. Pet Cemetery. Here. Yeah. So it cuts from it, you're, it's they're you know introing all the characters from the house. They buy a new house or whatever. There's a path that leads down to a pet cemetery. The next door neighbor across the street is uh, Papa Munster. Um, Fred Gwynn. Fred Gwynn. Yeah. The most lovable old man on the face of the earth. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I love that man in yeah. everything I see him in. He's mm-hmm. just a joy to watch. And he acts. And he's one of those uh, those actors too that he acts the same in everything he does. Right. Doesn't matter if he's Frankenstein or if he's the old man across the street. Mm-hmm. He's the same character, and yeah. I, and I kind of love that. Um, okay, so uh, the cat dies. Cat gets hit by a car, mm-hmm. and uh, the daughter and the mom are away for a holiday. So the Papa Munster. Tells him the story about Pet Cemetery, and if you bury it, if you bury it uh, behind it in the Indian burial ground, the it'll come back to life, mm-hmm. right? So he does it. The cat comes back, but the cat's not well, really all before, that. Before Victor dies, though, uh, isn't that Victor's the guy that the the ghost? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Before he dies, doesn't he specifically warn, um, uh, Louis? No, Lewis. No, I don't think so. I think he does. I see. Okay, I just I think, rewatched it. I don't remember I th- him I in think the beginning of the movie. He specifically warns him about the pet cemetery. I don't. I don't you just only, watched it. I know, and but but that's why I'm having a hard time remembering. Though I don't remember that. The only person that I remember giving any type of warning is just um, the neighbor across <clears> the street. He's the only one that says, "Oh, that's a story for another day. I'll tell you that another day." See, and I, then like, the very next day, he takes them down there. See, I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm just like, I'm, 
this is all kind of coming back to me right now. I feel like I feel like the reason he keeps coming, he's he's kind of playing the part of the harbinger. Yeah. Because I think he does. I, if I'm not mistaken, I can correct myself next week if I'm if I'm making a mistake here. But I'm pretty sure he warns him specifically I'm about the re-watch. pet cemetery. I'm gonna rewatch it. But you know this. Maybe I missed something, but I don't yeah. think I did though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Whatever. We're talking about killer kids. Let's get to the killer kid part of the movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry. Um, when they bring uh, Gage back from the dead, it is the greatest. Like, like I let, that sequence from that part into the end of the movie is so good. Yeah. And it's so creepy. Mm-hmm. That he's Gage, th- that little kid emoted in the same way that like Chucky emoted. Yeah. Like they're very similar characters. Oh yeah, I always really I, I always thought that he looked like a little Chucky doll, like the expressions on yeah, his face yeah, and stuff, absolutely. which by the way, he was 27 months old when when he filmed this movie. Like How, how did he not become the greatest actor on the face of the earth? <laughs> like cuz I don't even think that he acted all that much afterwards. Oh, uh, he did quite a bit. Did he, he was uh well, he was in Kindergarten Cop. He was in uh um uh night- Holy shit, that was the kid from Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> yeah, he was the uh boys have a penis, girls have a oh vagina kid. Oh my god, I never put two and two together. And he was also wow. in uh one of the Nightmare movies. That I don't remember. He was the little kid uh he has the glove on at um was it New Nightmare? Where the the little kid who has the Freddy glove on looks super creepy? Maybe. He, that was that kid. Okay, wow. Um, I'm still being blown away by Kindergarten Cop. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm never going to watch that that movie the same now. Uh, his name um, his name is uh, Miko Hughes. Okay. And he's he's still active today. He was in, uh, uh, not long ago, he was in something. Well, I mean, he's actually got some stuff coming up. Well, like I said at the beginning of the show, I watched that little interview with him where he said this is the only movie he can. Or was this off? Was this off tape? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, we. Yeah, well, he, there, there was an him. interview with him, and like I said, I didn't know he was still active, but he said this is one of the few movies he can watch from when he was a kid because he just doesn't remember it. Right. He can watch it with a completely open perspective on it. Well, yeah, like I said, he was he was twenty seven months old. So yeah. I, was, I mean, that's like just barely two years that, old that'd be kind of weird like if nuts. you didn't do any movies after that point mm-hmm. and you knew you were in like a professional full length feature uh-huh. and you went back and watched it as an adult and like you wouldn't remember any of that so right. it'd be weird yeah. seeing yourself acting in a movie or well and if, if I remember correctly too like to get him like they kind of cause you, you can't really make a a two year old you don't want to just be like scaring the hell out of him the right. whole time they so, did, so in order in or, <laughs> no in order to get him to do a lot of the things that he did they they kind of set it up as a play situation, like mm-hmm. when when Judd is on the ground and he and he like bites into his neck and stuff. Yeah, like they were telling him like oh let, let, like let's let's play with let's play with Judd, you know, like and they they made it in, into like a playful situation. Yeah, but well, they were able to get they were able to make it look like really terrifying. There are some scenes at the end of the movie though where he's attacking uh, Lewis, mm-hmm. and I gotta tell you what animatronic Gage. Is more terrifying than Chucky will ever be. Animatronic? Oh yeah, they created like a, a puppet, like an animatronic puppet that, that the dad could wrestle around on the ground with. Oh, oh and yeah, it I guess because it's a pretty violent. It is so creepy. <laughs> this puppet, that, he looks like the he looks like the original, um, uh, not Annabelle, the uh, what's that original guy doll? Um, but my buddy? No, 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 no. Oh, oh, He's oh. like the, one of the real haunted dolls. The real life haunted doll, um, the equivalent of Annabelle. Whatever. Oh, oh the uh, Raggedy Andy. 
No, 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 no. That's that's the real life Annabelle. I'm talking about the. There's another doll that's a dude. It's a male doll. <laughs> okay. Joseph or something like that. Oh, I don't know. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. But, yeah. Uh, that's what he looks like, though. Yeah. It's Roberts. Roberts. Yes. Oh. Yeah. There's a, there's a, a I, doll I didn't know named there was... Robert that was partially. Uh, I think I think it was Annabelle at least. I think I think oh, that he was. Oh, that's why the... I did. That's why uh, they say that Chucky is like based on a true story or whatever. Maybe, yeah. yeah like because he there was sort of looks like the original Robert Doll. Post a picture of it, but yeah, it's so creepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and the, oh man, like uh, the way he, um, the way he like howls like a cat and stuff like that it, oh man that it, shit it, freaked me that's, out that's that's such a good classic movie that movie and will the, never and the kid was go so cute it was like even when like at the like he's just this vicious little animal yeah and you're just like oh god kill it and then but then once the dad injects him and he's like oh when he's like stum- he goes no fair and then he's yeah. like stumbling and then he kind of like starts to walk backward and he trips over something and at that point he just looks like a sweet little toddler <laughs> Just like stumbling around, and I'm like, "This is so sad." This is... Don't things... laugh. No, this one is the... sad. One of the things that cracked me up is in that scene yeah. when he's just kind of stumbling around or whatever. He falls over, which mm-hmm. I'm sure they told him to do. And the no, little... I think that was just the... a genuine well, fall. He like straight cracks his head on the back of the door, though. That's what I'm saying. I think I think he. It's like, oh god. I think it was just a genuine, like, just a uncoordinated little toddler fall. And, and it... then. There's but at that point, because I've you know I've got a daughter roughly that size right now. She's just taking headers all the time, isn't she? Well, no, it's just like I just to see her. You know, when she does it, it's cute. But at at this point in the movie, he's dying because he's been drugged, and it just oh, it makes me sad. Um, one of the best parts about that movie is when you gave me another beer. When you gave me, <laughs> gave me. Could you give me another beer? Um, no. Uh, uh, one of the, one of the things I've noticed too. Um. I'll save the I'll save no. the Kale Smith for a little bit later. Um, could I could I interest you in a Bud Light? Ooh, ooh, fancy! Yes, it's a uh, 2017 vintage. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's probably 2016. Um, one of the things I noticed is that not only did the the late 70s and 80s produce the best Killer Kid movies, yeah, they okay. So there's certain rules that you follow in 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 horror movies, right? You don't kill off the family pet. You don't kill the dog, right? That is not true at all. Yeah, it, well, it is nowadays. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, you don't see the dogs dying a whole lot. You I, don't. Well, I can, um, yeah, yeah, you do. And you also Sometimes. don't kill a lot of kids. That's you, you don't show. Are, well, look at assault. Those, are, are, assault those are two on, bullshit rules you just threw out. Because. Assault on precinct thirteen, though. <laughs> yeah. We just talked about how there's such controversy about them killing kids in it, and it would never get past the rating. But it was what not we, something we that you get away with. We talk all the time. Like, what is one of the main things we talk about on this movie is how we can't watch certain movies with my wife because they're always offing kids. Mm. Touche. Yeah, you suck Touché. at this. <laughs> okay, fine. My point still stands, though. The no, late seventies, late seventies, and the eighties yeah. excelled at killing kids and killing animals. Just kill them all. <laughs> like in in Pet Cemetery, like they straight up light their child on fire. He douses his kid in gasoline and straight lights him on fire. And they show the entire thing, like the boy's body is getting taken over by flames. <laughs> it's like holy shit. In Pet Cemetery, yeah, because he lights the house on fire afterwards. The dad, the, the, he drugs the kid. But the kid's kid, already dead at that point. Well, he's drugged. He's. Well, I mean, he get, he basically like put him to put him to well, sleep the yeah, way they so do. Yeah, so you don't animal. really know if he's really dead or not. But like, yeah. Point is though, he just he completely just dumps gasoline on his son, and just lights him up. It's like well, Jesus. Yeah. Um, and there's other movies that we'll get to in 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 the the tofu today that, that they just 
off kids in the craziest days. <laughs> it's pretty nuts. Um, moving on. What's next? Um, well, we just watched a uh, David Cronenberg classic mm, called, called The Brood from mm-hmm. 1979. Uh, this was actually, I think, both of our first first, first time yep, around yep. on it. I'd always heard about this movie. I had never seen it, though. Yeah, um, I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, uh, what did uh, what? Give me your thoughts. Um, well, here I'll I'll give a I'll give a synopsis here. This is actually kind of a long synopsis. I apologize. I have a shorter one. Um, go ahead. All right. <laughs> uh, a man tries to uncover an unconventional psychologist therapy techniques on his institutionalized wife amidst a series of brutal murders. Um, well, doesn't really tell you anything, does it? <laughs> you want me to do mine then? Sure. A man's wife is under the care of an eccentric and unconventional psychologist who uses innovative and theatrical techniques to breach the psychological blocks in his patients. When their daughter comes back from a visit with her mother and is covered with bruises and welts, the father attempts to bar his wife from seeing the daughter but faces resistance from the secretive psychologist. Meanwhile, the wife's mother and father are attacked by strangely deformed children, and the man begins to suspect a connection with the psychologist's methods. Mm. So basically, this this psychologist, uh, what was his name, Raglan? Ra- uh, yes. Raglan? I think something like that, yeah. Um, he, he has this really, uh, what do they call I think they call it psychokinetics. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, he has this really strange method of uh, of therapy. It's like it's like immersion therapy, but he he basically sits with the person who who has some like deep rooted parental issues or whatever they have in their past, and he he plays the part of whoever they had issues with. So like the very beginning of the movie, he's sitting across from this guy named Mike, mm-hmm. and he is uh, he's playing the part of his father. And he's speaking to Mike as if he's still a child. And and basically he gets these people to a point where they're feeling such intense emotion that it manifests. Yeah, their their emotions <clears throat> physically manifest into like like welts or scars or bruising or, or uh, like open sores on their body. Mm-hmm. Now in in the mom's case, who is under his care, mm-hmm. it it's that, but it takes it a step further. Right. Because she's she literally uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. Why can't? Um, she she's. It's weird. Not only is she manifesting her her uh, her emotions, she's out of the body live sack birthing these creepy mutated kids. Right. Uh, it's bizarre. The imagery in this movie is bizarre. Like, well, she's got like I mean, this... it's it's Cronenberg, so yeah. it's a. I mean, that's but that's pretty standard holds, fare for him. She holds her arms up, and there's this just sack hanging, essentially like an out of body womb. Well, it's just like hanging the, off the side of her body. It's like, like the amniotic sack is growing out on the outside of her body, and birth, and then and birth is just ripping it open. And then, much like an animal, <laughs> she like bites the sack open to yeah. release the baby. But Ugh. then the kids are the kids because they're like phys- physical manifestations of her anger they're all deformed they almost look yeah. like cat people like with their 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 flared nostrils and stuff and yeah kind of kind um, of I, they kind of remind me of the people from uh sleepwalkers mid transition not full transition maybe but uh well have you ever seen i don't think I, you've seen sleepwalkers no i've seen i've seen stills though i'm trying to remember yeah. what the uh, yeah that's it right um there. well uh <laughs> So, so, but these things, they're, they're mutated and, uh, they kind of live off of, like, they have this, like, they have this sack on the the back of their neck that 
basically is is, is filled with this life-giving fluid, and once that fluid runs out, they That's die. It. That's it. But they go out and they kind of do her bidding without her even really knowing. You know, mm-hmm. she's just immersed in this therapy where she, you know, she feels this anger and this animosity towards certain people. But the animosity is so intense that these this brood of mutant children, they go out and they basically take care of the situation. Yeah. They'll kill anybody who she's really mad at. Taking care of business every day. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, it, it's bizarre. It's it's a Cronenberg. It's, yeah. it's exactly what you would expect from... <laughs> yeah. And this is early Cronenberg, too, though. So it's like not quite... Not as polished as... Say like the fly, yeah. Um, but like, but it, but it's it's definitely if you're into that kind of that kind of movie, mm-hmm. he, it, it's it's yeah, Cronenberg if, all over. If you it. haven't already seen it, we just ruined the entire thing for you, we so we apologize. We did. We did. Um, again, it's from 1979. Okay, you had plenty of time to see it. <laughs> yeah, but you could have said that to us three days ago. And guess what? We we had. Yeah. 40 years to if see If somebody it. would have ruined it for me three days ago, I'd be like, well, it's kind of on me because yeah. I had 40 years to see it and I didn't. Um, yeah, so uh, I I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. I, 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 I did too. Um, I also watched a movie from, again, the 70s mm-hmm. called The Children. The Children. The Children. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this movie is... <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It's... Um, it's about a, uh, a a toxic waste plant has a or an atomic waste or whatever some sort of some sort of waste plant has a leak mm-hmm. and it creates this like toxic fog and a bus full of school children go into the fog and then the children are missing and when the children start turning back up they're like these radioactive zombie monster children and all they do is they go up to like let's go oh, mom like the mom moms and dads see their kids and they go oh honey come here and they go to give them a hug and then suddenly they just start <coughs> smoking and they get microwaved. So are the kids are the kids <laughs> evil like are they meaning to kill people yes. or sh- okay yes. they're so like they're... walking towards them hands out like zombies right just wanting to grab onto you. <laughs> and just a correction so you don't have to do it next week Uh-oh. it was actually 1980. Oh. Excuse Maybe you, been Mike. filmed in the seventies. I'm sure. Son <laughs> of a bitch, Mike. Yeah, you're terrible um, at this. This movie, this movie's ridiculous though because Thanks, the effects, Jay. the effects are fantastically bad. Um, it's literally they go to hug and then it just looks like they put like a yellow tinted fog machine in between them because it just smokes in between them, and then the the microwaving quote unquote effect is just it shows the mother and then it crossfades into the mother with different makeup on and then it crossfades again with worse makeup. <laughs> oh, you were saying this to me. So like uh, cuz I I compared it kind of to um they used to do well the the shittier werewolf trans Yes, trans- it's very similar. Uh, right? transition with yeah. transformation. Transformation. We're we're like that. Yeah. Like the terrible one from uh like the I think it's the Howling it's- 7. <laughs> Which is the which worst? They, which they should have known better by the seventh movie. Oh man, that is. Well, the the original Howling is awesome. Yeah, the original Howling is great. But man, by the seventh one, they really they just really lost the will yeah, to care about it at yeah, all. Yeah. There <laughs> so was, there, bad. There was a bed, and that bed had already been shit so bad they were no longer in the bed. <laughs> they they were just rolling around on the floor in their own. There's yeah. poop. Again. <laughs> There's poop everywhere. Um. And and go figure the the it wasn't made by them but trauma 
picked up the rights to this years ago, and now mm-hmm. Troma releases it. So if you're interested in watching this ridiculous 80s movie, nice. you can watch it online, because Troma apparently streams all of their movies online for free. That's really on, cool. On YouTube. Oh, and so we were discussing this kind of, it's probably because the ad revenue they get is way more than sure, yeah, there's they're going to make off of actually selling any yeah. of their shit movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably. Um, but yeah, this movie... It was Which, just, that's, not a, that's not an insult. Troma movies are shit. We all know it. Well, trauma movies are trauma movies. Yeah. It's their own very well, specific brand of shit. They're shit. Yeah. It's like uh, um it's like a it's like a nice satisfying shit though. Toxic shit? To- sure. Toxy Toxic Avenger. Avenger yeah. uh, um so there was another film in two thousand eight called The Children. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. Yeah. I don't know if it's a remake or not. It's a pretty ambiguous title. So I don't know that it is or not. Um, I had I, I had wanted to watch it. Now, what's weird is that this 1980 movie, The Children, uh, if you look it up on Wikipedia, it says The Children, 1980, for the 2009, I think it was, film called uh, Wicked Little Things. Mm-hmm. See this page, and Wicked Little Things also doesn't really sound like the same plot. Mm-hmm. Yet Wikipedia is making a connection. Yeah. So I'm a little bit confused. Are you sure it's not just like they're because it's 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 it might be you know how if you're looking up on IMDb you look up a movie and then down at the bottom it's like people who liked this movie also like usually this. on like Wikipedia though granted anybody can edit Wikipedia but yeah they don't usually connect them if there's no connection usually it's like for the 2006 remake click this is usually you know what it's like right can um, I go in and edit that out right now uh, <laughs> can you. <laughs> um, Wicked Little Things was starring Chloe Grace Moretz in a very. Uh, Mer- I always say Moretz. It's not Moretz. It is Moretz. Oh, it is Moretz. Yeah. Oh. You always say you always say Morell or something like that. Oh, whatever. Chloe Grace Moretz. So, so Glo- Chloe Grace Moretz though is in that <laughs> that other Wicked Little Things movie though. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see it because it's like her second role after. Um... Kick ass. No, 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 no. Her first role was in the Amityville Horror. The remake of Amity of the Horror. She's a little girl in it. Oh, geez, she was. And so, wasn't and she? so this 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 other Wicked Little Things movie, I think, was right after that. So, right on. There you go. There you go. Um. So yeah. Um, yeah. So is that all you have for that movie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it, it, it's a it's a it's just a ridiculous 1980s microwavable kids movie. Microwave. <laughs> um. Well, why don't you why don't you do another one? Well, another one. Oh, yeah. God. Go for all it. All right. So I watched a movie called Citadel. Oh yeah. Uh, in preparation for this, this is uh, a newer movie from excuse me, 2012. It's a UK movie. This is a movie I I uh, I, I saw the trailer for a long time ago. I was like, that looks interesting. Maybe I'll watch it. And yep. then I never did. And then I was thinking about watching it for this episode. And then you said, don't bother. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I don't know. I wanted it to be way better than it was. Like the trailer makes it look really cool, and the synopsis makes what, it look. Cool. I was going to say, what's um, it about? The synopsis for it is uh, an agoraphobic father teams up with a renegade agoraphobic. priest. Agoraphobic. Agoraphobic. My go. apologies. Father teams up with a renegade priest to save his daughter from the clutches of a gang of twisted feral children who committed an act of violence against his family years earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's... They don't explain... <laughs> they don't explain a whole lot in this movie. At least I didn't pick it up on it, at least. Uh-huh. Um, well, like, you don't pick up on much, though. True, true, true. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, they say feral children. Mm-hmm. They're not completely feral children, though. Mm-hmm. Like they have powers. Like they, well, quote unquote, powers. Like they can only see you if you're scared, 
And if you're not scared, they can't see you. So that's not just feral children activity. They smell fear. Sort of, yeah. yeah. Like it's so it's kind of it's kind of a weird thing. So, and 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 to the best of my knowledge, I watched it. I didn't pick up on any rhyme or reason as to why it was. The father of the priest might have hinted at something. Mm-hmm. I just missed it. But by and large, it's not a big plot point. If it was, what? <laughs> well, <laughs> being that you completely missed the part where where Victor. Warns Lewis about the pet cemetery in Pet Cemetery. So you think there's a good chance. So you oh, think. So I think we'll we'll find <laughs> out. But there's a good chance that maybe you missed something in this movie. It, you know what? Maybe you got to watch said, it a second time. That being said, though, if 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 it was mentioned though, mm-hmm. they did not spend time on it. Right. It was like an in passing thing. I still don't think that they did. Mm-hmm. It's just that the priest had insider knowledge because he had dealt with them before. So he knows what they are, but as to why you're not French, stop French blowing your smoke. (laughs) Uh, French blow your smoke. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I I just I don't know. (laughs) So it it wasn't. So would you recommend it or not? No, no, No. I wouldn't. It's it's very slow. Yeah. They they focus on the father's problems a ton. It's like a character study on somebody with agoraphobia. Phobia, mm-hmm. um, and he doesn't have that until his his wife gets attacked in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, and to me, the movie's actually more of a character study on somebody who's not ready to be a father, and it's them terrified to face the world with all of this responsibility. That's what I got out of it. Well, so I guess knowing that, if you go into it with a different mindset, if you don't really go into it expecting like uh, a killer kid movie. Maybe. If you maybe. go into it with little the, expectation of, of what you think it's going to be, then it might actually be a decent movie another, or not really. The, another thing I didn't like about I didn't like the tone of the movie. They set it in like this, like not post-apocalyptic, but that's the, the best way I can describe it. It's mm. like... Um, Rundown? Yeah, it's it's like it's like what um, um, uh, Chernobyl looks like. Everything's just abandoned and gone, yet there's still a couple people living there because everybody else has left. Yeah. And it's overrun by bad people and it's crappy and only one bus passes through every day and that's it like it's mm-hmm. one of those detroit <laughs> <laughs> come on hey detroit um, is on the rebound shut up point is though uh the movie's very grim and mm. i think it's too grim for its own good like they could have had that setting but not made it so stale you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying like it's it's almost too much you know, um, so I think I think that the movie, the idea of the movie is good. This could be a movie that would be good in a remake situation where it's a little bit more well-rounded. Mm-hmm. It's a good idea. Smooth the edges out, make it a more watchable movie. Yeah, is it, it, what I'm getting at. And the kids, the kids are creepy, um, but it's really not about the kids, and that's one of the reasons I was really disappointed. You know, uh, the kid, the kids are sort of used as backdrop. So right on, yeah. Um, well, uh, let's, uh, let's move on to a movie that, um, well, I watched the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I think you only watched about half of it. Ooh, you didn't yes. have time to finish it, right? I did not. But you seem, you seem to think that you have seen I, it once before, yeah, right? I, while watching, well, we're talking about <clears throat> It's Orphan. a movie from 2009 called Orphan. Yes. Um, uh, with quite possibly one of the creepiest little girls on the face of the fucking planet. Yeah. Uh, that movie worked in every sense of the of, of the creepy kid word. Yeah. It's the a, word of the creepy kid. It's a, it's about a husband and wife um who who lose a baby. They have a stillborn child and um they end up adopting uh, a 9-year-old girl who is 
turns out she's not exactly what she seems. And uh, the little girl is played by Isabel Furman. Uh-huh. Tell us more, Jim. She's, uh, I mean, when she ma- when they made this movie, she was 11 years old. And she was fantastic. Like, I... To get to get that kind of performance, that kind of creepiness out of an eleven year old, I thought was pretty impressive. Um, she was also. I in... didn't know that she was only eleven when she made that movie. Yeah. Uh, I thought that it was an older actress. No. Playing a little girl. No. I did not know that. That is a testament to how good she was. Yeah, that's what I'm wow. saying. She was fantastic. Um, wow. She, she's uh, the only the only other thing that I really know her from. I know that she was in the. Uh, she was recently in. <laughs> The Stephen King adaptation Cell, which I think just came out last year. Not the J Lo Cell. Not the J Lo. <laughs> not okay. the Cell. Not the Cell. Just called Cell. Cell. Uh, not, not cellular. No. Cell with um. I think um. S E L L. Shut up. C C E L L. Uh, with Morgan Freeman. You mean like a cell phone? <laughs> yes, like, like a cell a, phone. Like a prison. Ooh, yeah. But she was also in the Hunger Games. Okay. And uh, she was she was. She played Clove. I read all the books. I'm not gonna lie. I'm oh, a, I'm no, hunger, I want to. I'm I saw the movie. I, I love the movie. So the books. I'm sure the be books. Great. I re- they they're for they're for like teenagers. But yeah, man, I liked them a lot. I don't know. Uh, but I digress. So <laughs> that was Isabel Furman. She played uh, Esther. Um, Vera Farmiga played yes. Kate, the mom. Mm-hmm. I really like her. She's yeah. a great yeah, she's, actress. She's always good. Um, Peter Sarsgaard. Mm-hmm. Like him a lot. He played John, the the father. Is he uh, related to the other Skarsgård? No, he's Sarsgård. Oh, Sarsgård. Sarsgård, not Skarsgård. Yeah, huge difference. Sorry, <laughs> very big difference. <laughs> but um, no, this this movie was cool. It was uh, so like I said, they 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 lost a child. Uh, I think I think at one point she. Esther, Esther, the little girl, the little adopted girl who she's Russian, by the way. Yeah. That's another thing is getting this, getting this eleven-year-old girl to do a, to do a pretty convincing yeah. Russian accent was pretty awesome. Yeah, everything about her performance is is fantastic. She was it's so, so creepy good. too. Um, uh, I, I remember too. I like I said, we we had mentioned this already. I was only able to rewatch. Now that I know, now that I realize that I have actually seen this yeah. before, I was only able to rewatch half of it. I just, I simply ran out of time today. Mm-hmm. Um, the the first half of that movie, though, with her, is so unsettling. Yeah, like when you're watching her performance and the things that her character does. I don't want to give anything away, but like you're watching it and you're just like, oh my god! Mm-hmm. Like like this this is creepy on the most primal level like it's it's weird yeah because it's it's because she really on the outside seems like a really sweet little girl but you could just tell that there's something wrong you know when she starts when she starts when she starts proving that there is something wrong to (laughs) to the audience it's like wow she's very she's very manipulative and she starts to kind of the uh, little girl reminds me of a really young drew barrymore um oh the the daughter uh, the other daughter. Yeah, um, um, she was played by a girl named Ariana Engineer. Grande. Ariana Engineer. <laughs> she had to get carried everywhere on set because oh she can't walk. <laughs> no, uh, Ariana Engineer. Her last name is Engineer, which is a like super she cool sounds, last sounds name. Sounds super smart. She's actually deaf in real life. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. Because in the movie, she she is uh, mostly deaf. She wears hearing aids, and so they speak through sign language, yeah. and you know the hearing aids come into to play with the. Uh, the the villainous little <clears throat> Esther and, and everything, but um, 
just the cutest little girl and yeah it, there she was put she was put into perilous situations so many times and every time i watched her put into one of these situations i was just like oh my gosh i just want to save this little girl because she's so adorable and the, innocent um, but she really she kind of like she really takes a shine to to uh to esther yeah she really likes her yeah well she wanted she wanted a sister so badly that right. she's following anything this girl does now there's an older brother who reminds me of the youngest lawrence brother he, he does kind of um, have a like a lawrence sort of and just like you know. the, the youngest lawrence brother he's a total shitbag <laughs> are you going martin lawrence or joey lawrence joey be, uh, the, the youngest joey lawrence no, no, brother. Ma matthew lawrence or Ma that, that's the name right. matthew lawrence yeah, yeah. Uh, he just reminds you of that, and and he's a shitbag for good reason though. He sees he sees it. He's, 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 else he's it. Yeah, he sees through the bullshit of Esther, and yeah. uh, and you know he he doesn't. But he also shoots birds with a paintball gun, so he's kind of a shitbag in regular life. Oh. You know that that scene actually brought up some memories for me though. Because, of shooting birds with paintball guns. Well, no, he's you he's, animal. He's uh, he's he's shooting at uh, this that that scene actually started off kind of like um, Anderson, and it it started off kind of like. Uh, uh, Home Alone, when he's shooting the BB gun at oh, the little yeah. toy soldiers, yep, yep. he's shooting uh, like action figures yeah. with a paintball gun, and then a pigeon lands on the the target, and he shoots the pigeon, and and it's it's wounded, it's badly wounded, and it, it reminded me of when I was younger, I got a Red Rider BB gun for Christmas. You'll shoot your eye out. Exactly. I I saw like I was a terrible shot with this thing. I wasn't good. But then I was I was out at my aunt's house in Caseville and I saw a chipmunk run up. And this thing was like, I mean, it was like 15 yards away from me. I didn't think I was going to hit it. And I, f I have a feeling that this story is going to make me think that you're a giant piece of shit. I hit it in the head. Ah, oh, I and, had that exact same story. And then it, it convulsed. Com convulsed? Are you me? It, it, it like... It sh it like <laughs> laid on the ground shaking for quite a while, and I I, I, actually, I was so devastated that I never I never shot at an animal again. Well, that's not true. I went squirrel hunting once. I have a very similar giant. I have a very similar story. <laughs> I have a very dicks. A very similar story. Um, no, no, I don't. You know why? I'm not a piece of shit. Well, <laughs> I, I had a little BB pellet gun, pellet rifle. Listen, um, I shoot it, and I. And I, I sh I, felt, I only shoot at my friends with a pelican. <laughs> I felt, I felt, I felt very remorseful. Like I was completely broken up about the whole thing. It, it bummed me out a lot. Uh, but, the same uh, story as you, and I felt terrible, man. So the the kid, do, do you really? Yeah, I was like twelve years old, and I shot a chipmunk. It, we were we were trying a small game hunt, and I had this little pellet rifle, and we didn't see a damn thing out there. Like you'd be walking through the woods anytime. There's like foxes and moose and grizzly bears all running around you and they're like What's where up? where yeah. were you hunting i was in caseville actually and this time you're walking out there and there's nothing not even and you were at my aunt's house in caseville which is weird probably near your aunt's house and i finally see this chipmunk that comes like i was like oh sweet a chipmunk it's so cute i'm gonna shoot it and then it, it started running away and it came turned around looked right at me Walked up six feet away from me oh, and looked no. me dead in the eyes. And, <laughs> and I took this pellet rifle. <laughs> hey, mister. Hide. Oh, God, my head. <laughs> right between the eyes. And it spun around twice in a circle oh, of bleeding God. and convulsing. And then yeah. it just You guys stopped. are... <laughs> It's like and this is, why, the worst and this is why Justin's a vegan. It's like, it's like they run up and they're like, "Hey, we're cute. Let's be friends." But you know and what I do now? Like, I make you. friends with all the squirrels in the neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. And I I'm, feed them nuts out of my hand. Like I'm not, I'm not, not opposed. Not nuts out of your pants? No. I'm, abso <laughs> I'm absolutely not opposed to hunting. Like I've got, uh, I've got 
uncles who hunt and cousins who hunt and my my wife's uncle is like a big game hunter he's got like eland and fucking antelopes he's got a nine foot bear in his living room which is awesome is his name jimmy no it's john but John. Uh, oh, I see where you're going with this. Jimmy John. Yeah, that Mike, piece of shit. Yeah, get, o- get over it, man. Uh, he shoots elephants, he, whatever. He shoots endangered species is what he does. He's yeah, a man. piece of shit. It's all... That's why I don't eat Jimmy John's anymore, because I will not support that they're, company. I won't do it. They're all independently you owned franchises. Let's not get into this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, when we get into our endangered species episode. <laughs> hey, let's, we'll okay, hold it. on, hold on. Okay, let's let's get back. Let's get back to the subject. I, I got something here. Oh, yeah. So that's killing killing well, kids. Well, that's what we're talking I just, about. I just I want to else about I want to talk about orphan just for a little right. while longer. Um, um, uh, just a few. Uh, well, first of all, did you know this movie was produced by Leonardo DiCaprio? Really? Yeah. No shit. Oh, that's that's what I read anyway. I no hope I'm right. Shit. <laughs> I think they didn't win an Oscar. I, huh? thought, <laughs> I, I thought he died in the middle of the Atlantic. What? Oh, yeah. Or pers- yeah. Atlantic. Yeah, I'll never it. let go, I'll Jack. Never let go, <laughs> um, Jack. No, a uh, couple little couple little Easter eggs I'll here. Never so, let go. so they're <laughs> so they're using they're using uh, American sign language throughout the movie because because the uh, the little girl Max is uh, mostly deaf mm-hmm. and. Um, so you know the scene where uh, Vera Farmiga's uh, character is asking um, Daniel and Max if if Esther has ever hurt them or anything. When she goes, when she says Esther's name, the symbol that she, the sign that she uses for her name is actually the American sign sign language sign for emergency. Which is which is that's a cool little Easter yeah, egg. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's like, she's giving she's giving a hint like. Nine one one, we're in trouble. Well, is what she's doing. No, 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 she's, no, 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 no. Vera from Myga is no like so. So the way the way American Sign Language works is, uh, I, I don't know why I know this, but, uh, a lot of people assume that you just spell your name with the the American Sign Language alphabet. Yeah. But actually, it's 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 actually in the in the community of of deaf people, it's actually considered pretty um, uh, offensive. To just spell out your name like that, like E R I N. Right, it's 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 explaining. They don't know what you're saying. If you say it quickly, it's well, like, oh, I get it. No. Well, the well the thing is, is like, uh, like when you, I I don't know exactly. Like, deaf people assign certain symbols to other people to make their name. So like you, like they wouldn't actually call me James. They would actually have a a symbol that means something else. But it's like, yeah, Mike's giving me the finger right now. Which That's my symbol that, for James. That, that probably actually would be my name. I don't know. Hi, James. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm making this. I'm, I'm, I'm stupid about this stuff, so I don't know exactly how it goes. But it's, uh, so everybody's. They have certain symbols or, or like a combination of symbols that make up their names. But it's not actually like spelling out their name. Okay. Uh, so. It's, it's not, it's not so much, it's not so much telling in the, in the movie. Uh, that they are using the word emergency for her name. It's just meant as an Easter egg. Okay. Like nobody would really know that except for somebody who knows American Sign Language. Uh, another thing is uh, um, just another little Easter egg here. Uh, uh, the orphanage that Esther is adopted from is called Saint Mariana's Home for Girls. Mm-hmm. 
in the Catholic faith, St. Mariana of Quito, or Quito, Quito, I don't know, is the patron saint of those that have been rejected by religious orders and those who have lost both parents. Do you think that Mariana just Saint, got... St. Mariana. Sorry, do you think that she just got the, the shit end of the deal, though, when it comes to being sainted? Because what she's a saint of kind of sucks. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Well, I don't really know, like, what it takes to be sainted by the Catholic Church. But you have to be church, a great... So. You have to be a really good person. So you're, like, you're this really good saintly person, and then you get shafted with being the saint of, like, dead parents and misfit kids. Yeah, actually, I don't know I don't know how this works. So like, but, you know what I'm saying? Like, how, how are you the saint of being Maybe reject- she took care of them. Maybe she took care of... She took in... Rejected people who are rejected by sure, but it's just, but like but being rejected by religious orders, like how are you the saint of that? That's kind of weird. Maybe the church took pity on those that didn't believe what they believed, but still believed that they were human. No, Catholics don't do that. <laughs> I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> who cares? It's I just uh, that's another Easter egg. So uh, anyway, hey Jay. Do you have any killer kid movies that you really enjoy? You know what? One crossed my mind that I remember seeing years back. Uh, Mike mentioned, uh, I don't know, what, 10 the minutes prodigy. ago or something. He mentioned about the, <laughs> the, the, the and what you are just talking about, uh, reminding him of the young Drew Barrymore. Yeah. And as soon as he said that, it clicked in my head. You doing a Prodigy song right there? Yeah. Yeah, I love Prodigy. All right, so he mentioned a young Drew Barrymore, and I clicked that there was a movie called Firestarter. I'm the Firestarter. <laughs> Twisted Firestarter. <laughs> Did you know where I was going again? Yeah. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, Firestarter? Yes. Uh, it's been years and years since Same I've here. seen I, it, but I, I really I did like really it. For the record, I it. that Firestarter video is going in the Tumblr. I'm just, put, just putting <laughs> yeah, that out there. That's absolutely fine with me. You know, yeah. we, we could say that we could say this entire episode is just a Stephen King episode because we've already talked about like four of his movies. <laughs> I, <that's, laughs> sorry, I, I, sorry, what were you saying, Jay? The funny thing is, though, he has about 40 other movies we can still do a Stephen King episode. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, go, uh, go ahead, bud. But yeah, so I, I remember she, she used to light shit on fire with her mind. <laughs> she was awesome. Um, her, her parents both had um, some kind of powers. I think her dad could see into the future. Didn't they undergo, like, they they went they underwent some kind of experimentations, right? They, that gave with, them powers or brought their powers out? Uh, yeah, they had, um, they got something by the government and they ended up getting these powers yeah. um, where, where they came came to. Um, and when they found out they had all these, they ended up getting, um, there were some government agencies that were trying to, like, keep it under wraps, and they were trying to get their story out to the news and all that. This just sounds like an episode of the X-Files. The, fam- <laughs> the, fam- the family was trying to get get the, the word out to the news, right? Right, right. And uh, they were trying to say that they have all these uh, telepathic abilities and all this stuff. Um, and uh, And basically, they had to just try to, you know, they were trying to, I guess you could say, kidnap the family and keep them all, like... Under wraps, so no one could find out about this. And no, uh, I don't. I don't. Eventually, remember. Drew Barrymore just lit everything on fire with her. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, like, I don't remember. Did did uh, she didn't start off the movie with, or or at least she didn't know that she had the ability, right, to 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 start fires with her mind. N- not right away, but um, that came. That I think from like developed. Yeah, when her parents um got that, uh, I, I just looked it up. It was a low grade hallucinogenic hallucinogenic called Lot Six. Yeah. And that gave them the telepathic abilities. Okay. Um, and then so their nine-year-old daughter um, ended up getting the pyrokinetic abilities from that. Um, so, but I, no, it didn't start off right away. I don't think with her just blowing stuff up. I remember, I remember liking this movie. I remember, especially the end, always reminded me of uh, kind of of, of Carrie. Yeah. Because yeah. 
Because there's, I mean, there's the scene in Carrie where she's standing in the middle of the, in the, which I guess could technically still be considered a killer kid movie wasn't, because she was only like 16. Wasn't Carrie also a Stephen King story? Yeah. So did he just write the same story over and over with the characters? <laughs> well, like, no, a different, just, like a different mutation and that's... <laughs> it's just these particular scenes because it, it, at the end of Carrie, if you don't know, which you don't because you've never seen it. Shh. Movies that make Mike a douche for not seeing. Douche um, for not seeing. Douche for not seeing. <laughs> he, uh, or, or she, you know, in she traps everybody in the gym and just basically takes them out one by one. That's uh, kind of the same way the end of fu- uh, Firestarter goes, isn't it? Like, yeah. Because the, well, e- cause, even, even because the, the uh, agents start to show up. Oh, wow. <laughs> Mike's Facebook Live and... That's cool, man. That's really cool. I don't know how that just happened. That's real professional kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, well, uh, so anyways, anyways, doesn't yeah. she basically she like takes she basically takes them out one by I, one as they I, show I, up I, I with think fire. So. I, that, that sounds about right. Instead um, of with telekinesis, right. she does it with pyrokinesis. Um, but what I do remember, you mentioned Carrie, and, and actually the uh, the movie cover reminds me of Carrie a little bit because on Carrie, or that there's that there's that epic scene and image where you see her just standing with covered everything blood. covered in blood and yeah. everything's just. <laughs> fucked up behind her. <laughs> yeah. I said the F word. That's right, folks. Get with it. <laughs> and um, and on the cover for Firestarter, you have Drew Barrymore with her hair blowing there. She's like six years old or something. Yeah. And everything's on fire behind her. And it reminds me of that Carrie scene. Was this was this after E.T.? E.T. was like her first movie, right? Uh, Firestarter was 84. And, um, I don't remember when E.T. was. Uh, I'm not answering because I honestly don't know. <laughs> E.T. was 82. I have nothing to add. I... So E.T. was 82 when yeah. Firestarter was oh, 84. Oh, so yeah. Um, yeah, I like I said, I I haven't seen that movie in years, but I I did enjoy it. E.T. awesome. At man. least awesome yeah, movie. E.T. absolutely <laughs> what a great movie. Kid kid killer movie right there. The kid killers. Um, um, yeah, but but just like you guys, I saw tons of the ones you mentioned, all the Children of the Corn and all that. But well, kind of kind of like they, Mike uh, said, a lot of the great like killer kid movies were made back when we were super young. They so were, it's kind of like hard to recall. A lot they of do them. make them nowadays, which uh, I'll get into because my last two movies I want to talk about are actually more modern day movies. Oh, okay. Um, uh, the first one being uh, a movie called Wakewood. Uh, have you heard of this movie before? I've heard of it, yeah. Uh, I well, you're better than me because I didn't hear of it before I started doing research for the episode. Mm. Read the description, said I want to see this movie. So you know what I did? I saw, saw it. You saw Wakewood. it. I saw Another it. name for Morningwood, and Mike would love to see that movie. Are you kidding me? Morningwood's the worst because you wake up and you're like, I don't know what to do with this. What? There's only one thing to do with when it. When you're late for work and you don't have time. Oh, that's what it I just meant. Just gets there's in a, the way. Knocks a, over your coffee cup. Just take care of You're running into things. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to my morning run. Mike's Mike's morning wood somehow reaches three feet up onto his counter. It's like a monkey's arm. It's just kind of... (laughs) No, not my scrambled eggs. It's like a dog's tail. It just kind of gets in the way of everything. You walk by, just knocking shit off the counter. (laughs) Oh, I put my dick in the coffee pot again. <laughs> yeah, more for me. <laughs> oh God! Sure. Anyway, Wakewood. Uh, this is from 2009. <laughs> it's a bit nutty. <laughs> uh, uh, directed by David Keating. And if you don't know who that is, well, I'm with you. Oh, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't know. <laughs> he's, he's, he's he's the guy that directed Wakewood. I okay. <laughs> uh, I think this actually might have been his first movie. Um, it was. This is a little bit lower of a release. It wasn't a big release. It was. Uh, the first, if I'm not mistaken, this is the first movie that iconic horror company 
Hammer Films from Hammer, the UK. Yeah. First movie in 30 years they've put out. First theatrical release, right? Yeah, theatrical. They're, I think they put something else online maybe before this. But... Yeah, they did a, a movie called Beyond the Rave. Yes. Which yeah. was like a vampire movie in uh, 2008. They released it exclusively on MySpace. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, I, a friend of mine told me about that like two seconds ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, yeah, first theatrical movie, though. This was their kind of comeback theatrical. I think there's new owners or something. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, Hammer, iconic. They put out all the Christopher Lee Dracula movies, all the iconic Peter Cushing vamp, uh, 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 Frankenstein movies. Like, they were huge, huge in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway, yeah, uh, this, so this movie was, uh, it's about essentially um, uh, uh, parents of this girl. Uh, the girl Did you say huge in the 80s? 80s, yeah. No. 70s? Was... It was like from the 1950s to the 70s. Yeah, that's what I meant. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, essentially, though, uh, Wakewood is about uh, a girl dies at a very young age, and uh, their uh, her parents move to a new uh, new city called Wakewood, mm-hmm. and they find out that the city is is kind of harboring this big secret in that they know how to bring the back. Bring bring the dead back bring, to life. Bring the back for <laughs> that sexy back. <laughs> uh, bring the dead back to life uh, for a few days, so people can say goodbye to, properly to their loved ones. And uh, that's the whole point. That's it's just you can spend a few more days with three your loved days, one. Three days. Okay. They, they they explain the move. They don't know why it's three days. Maybe it's because of the cycle: birth, life, death. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why it's only three days. They don't know. That's what they hypothesize. Um, but essentially, though, you can only do it. Uh, within a year of the death oh, okay. where their daughter died more than a year ago, but they lie about it. Oh. And so when the daughter comes how did, back... How did the daughter die? Uh, she was savagely attacked by dogs. Ooh. Yikes. <laughs> That's better <Yeah>. than bears. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, these these dogs fucked her shit up. Ooh. Yeah. So she got so she got killed by that. And um, so like I said, they moved to a new town, yada, yada, yada. Um, when she comes back, though, she's not the same girl uh first two days she's normal but that last day this townspeople realize that something's not right about her but the parents don't want to give her back and crap ensues and it's i don't want to give the ending away but i mean give a give a little bit of detail like what's wrong with her like what's she doing that's uh she's she's messed up she's like she she's killing people she's crazy she's Um, yeah she's she's taking people with her (laughs) so so I'm just, I, I, I've, I, I, I've, give, I don't want to give a lot away. I've never seen this movie, tough. so like, if if we're going by your formula that you said, it's like it's a uh, it's um, uh, li- what were the three stages? Birth, life, birth, life, birth, birth, life, death. birth, life, death. So if you waited past a year, maybe you would transition to like life, death, and then afterlife, uh, life, like maybe death like and hell, death, like hell, maybe. So <laughs> maybe. like, so maybe instead of experiencing those three stages of birth, life, and death. It was like they were experiencing her in life and then in death. Because d- by the second day, does she kind of start to get a um, little weird? A little bit. So it's like the a death bit, stage, but, but not, and then not instead much, of and so, then instead yeah. of instead of experiencing the death stage, they experience like the hell stage. Maybe is that maybe that's that's a way to look. I, at I've it. I've never seen it, so I'm just yeah. kind of spitballing here. That's a way to look at it, but they but they end up. Um, yeah, it's it's. Cra- I don't want to give it any way, but like it's weird. The guy doesn't learn from his mistakes. We'll put it that way. Oh. The father. Um, uh, it's kind of <laughs> like Pet Cemetery then. 
sort of yeah the dad actually very similar yeah because the similar. dad doesn't learn doesn't from, his from his mistakes and that because he and, ends up burying his wife yeah we so, all know how that ends yeah uh yeah it, it's it's actually it's a decent movie it's cool. not bad uh i liked it i i was actually lucky enough to find this movie randomly at our at a resale shop and uh so i picked it up and it's uh by resale resale shop do you mean your uh is that um replay Replay? Yeah. Disc replay? Yeah. Disc replay. Yeah, it's, my, Disc it, replay. It's, it's my local place to get movies. That's why my, my collection grows by leaps and bounds every week. Because you can cause you can literally buy 50 movies for $40. Well, on Black Friday you can, but typically I walk out with six for 20 That's so, not bad. No. Not bad at all. So, um, anyway, yeah. Wakewood. It's, uh, I like it. Yeah. I well, think you'll like it. You should watch it. I will definitely watch it. I'm going to check it out. Um, I think... Uh, whoa, what was that? I think... <laughs> I uh, I think the last well, movie like, that like we... like most of the children on these movies, James is just hitting puberty. And, uh... <laughs> so the next one we're going to talk about, you guys... He's starting to develop a pubis. <laughs> <laughs> um, the la- I, I think the last... Are we going to end it on this? Yeah, I think so. All right, this will be a pretty short episode. Considering, well, the, considering the yeah. last few yeah, episodes have gone minutes. on. Like, we, still, yeah. we still have a contest to talk about oh, and everything geez, else. that's right. I, okay, well, let's get into this then. Uh, so the last movie that uh, I think both of us watched is called The Boy. Yes. Um, not to be from, mistaken with The Girl. Not to be mistaken with The Girl. <laughs> uh, it's from 2015, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this was... Uh, this was a Spectre Vision movie. Uh, One of my... Uh, Starting to be favorite production companies. Um, this is the company that Elijah Wood is partnered with. Oh yeah, I was gonna. You just talked about them um, like last it's week. It's not. Or it's and, and he'll he'll be the first to tell you this is not his company. Mm. He's just one of three guys that make up the company. It's not an Elijah Wood company. Yeah, you know, he's he wants that. Yeah, um, but they put out great fucking movies. What are some of the other titles uh, they put girl out? Girl Walks... Oh, oh God, I always forget the title. The girl, a Girl Walks, girl walks home, home Alone, alone at, at the End of the Street or something. No, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night? Yeah, at Midnight? Girl, a Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. I think that's what it's called. It's, that, uh, it's a vampire it's a va- movie. It's a black and white vampire yeah. movie. But it's foreign. It's it's not in English. Right. It's, it's I didn't subtitled. know that was a Spectrovision. Yeah, that, that, that was their okay, first. Cool. I think that was their first movie. They also did Cooties, which is another great killer oh, kids yeah. movie. Oh yeah. Uh, we talked about that one on the, the podcast in the in the past. So if you want to listen to it, listen to something of the twenty episodes. I don't know. Figure it out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, killer kids. They're zombies. They're kindergartners, and it's hilarious. And Rain Wilson is a badass in it. Speaking, Speaking of, of Rain, Rain Wilson, Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> nice jinx. Um, this okay. So this movie, um, just a very brief brief synopsis: uh, an intimate portrait of a nine-year-old sociopath's growing fascination with death. Yeah, which it it's is. A a, it is exactly that. Yeah. It's a. It's a, it is um, a very intimate. It's portrait this is a character study. of a nine-year-old sociopath. This is a growing character study movie. So if you're not yeah. into those kind of. S- sort of slow, very atmospheric, um, character-driven type movies, you might not like it. It is very... Like, um, I, would, I would actually probably put this more under drama. It, 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 see, I think that the horror lives in the drama, though. It's well, absolutely a horror movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a very different kind well, of Well, it has, it, has, it has very horrific themes. Yeah. But it, I wouldn't... You know, it's not, it's not a horror movie. The horror is, is in the undertones. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's... it's, it's yeah. And uh, and and also in the the performances. Yeah. This is another one of those movies where like what they got this kid to do 
very first acting role ever. Really? And yep. it and, and, and it was crazy good com- for that. Completely different from you know the 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 type of performance that Isabel Furman put up for, for Orphan mm-hmm. because this one was much more realistic. Do you have a do you have a synopsis for this movie? I already said it, yep. Twice okay. actually. <laughs> um uh do you want me to say it again? No. Okay. <laughs> I must have just not been paying attention. No, it's it's it a, happens from time to time. I'm sorry. It's it's about this so this this nine year old boy um named Ted lives at this really run down motel, mo- mountain. like the seedy motel. It's like a it's a mountain overlook hotel, uh, motel. It it used to be a hot spot for tourists who wanted to come for for scenery and stuff, but yeah. nowadays it's and this this takes place in 1989. So uh, at this point it's kind of lost its appeal the novelty has worn off and and it really doesn't it doesn't attract much attention so really this kid spends most of his days just sort of walking around uh, he does chores for his dad cleans up the rooms and stuff his dad is played by uh um David Morse mm-hmm. who interestingly enough was in another movie that i told you that you should have watched for for this episode, which was The Good Son. Mm. Oh, uh, was he really in that movie? Which, by the way, if you're looking for a killer kid movie, yeah. The Good Son with Elijah Wood and Macaulay Culkin. We'll have some honorable mentions at the end of the episode. Oh, I, uh, I, I wanted to. I I know of that movie. Obviously, everybody knows yeah. of The Good Son. Yeah. I, um, I feel as though I've seen part of it maybe on TV in the past sure. or whatever. I've never sat down and watched the entire movie. Yeah. But I know that uh, Macaulay Culkin is a fucking... Nightmare. Just nightmare yeah. in that movie. I love that. Um, movie. I need to rewatch it. That's absolutely a <clears throat> horror movie too, by definition. But um, uh, but yeah, yeah. Getting getting back to uh, getting back to the boy here. Um, we we talked about Rain Wilson yeah. in Cooties. Mm-hmm. This is a, a this is a complete departure from the typical the typical roles that you see Rain Wilson in. Like it actually took me a minute to get adjusted to his character a little bit, a little bit. because he's playing. He's not funny no. at all. You kind of you see his face. Says, you see his face, and you immediately see even even behind the beard, you see Dwight Schrute, and in, you're just in, expecting in the, him to be funny. In the documentary on the DVD of this movie, yeah, uh, uh, called Behind the Beard. Uh-huh. No, it's not. That, but, <laughs> um, on the documentary, though, behind the scenes of the movie, though, he actually talks about how the one of the reasons that he took this role uh, is because he loved the writing of it, and because it was so far removed. Yeah, from Dwight. <laughs> it was a good. It was a good he choice just, he because didn't it was want Dwight it, at all, right? Yeah. And it was because it I mean, really, everything that he's done, like the the rock star, cooties, anything comedic though that he does now will be considered will be compared to that though because that's his brand of comedy, right? Like he kind of shit the bed <laughs> a little bit in playing Dwight because that's uh, his brand of comedy. He didn't do anything different than him. That character now, Dwight, is now Rain Wilson. Um. Unfortunately. Well, no, nah, but like I said, it, it took me a minute to get adjusted to his character in this movie. But once I did get adjusted to it, I was, he was, he was there. He was totally believable. Yeah. As far as I was concerned. No, he was. Absolutely. Girl's a great beard, by the way. Don't be mistaken in thinking that he is the star of the movie, though, because he's not. And see, I was, he's li- not. I was a little, I was a little misled going into this and I'm kind of happy that I was because when I asked you what it was about. It was before you had seen the movie. I just knew the synopsis, yeah. And and you're like you're like, well, you know, this kid is a sociopath, and Rain Wilson shows up, and he's kind of like his. Because that's what the synopsis tells you. It, like in all fairness, you, you said like he was kind of his mentor or something like that. So I I expected it almost to be like a, 
Um, trying to think of like another movie to compare it to. Well, like a, a the thing at, is like at pupil or something like that. I've not seen at pupil. I've wanted to, but like almost where he's like trying to like bring the kid into that world. So I kind of thought that well, I thought is, Rain, though, is that, Raiden Wilson's character was going to be like a psychopath as well, and he was going to kind of like show him the rope. He could be though, because the thing about Rain Wilson's character in this movie—I don't give away too much. I'm not, I'm this not. is a pretty new movie. It is. It is new, but I don't think this gives away too much. It's just, it, he's a very ambiguous character. Mm-hmm. They they lead you to believe certain things, but then he doesn't do certain things that you right. think he would do. Yeah. So you don't really know where his character fits it's on very, the spectrum. You really en- don't. Very they enigmatic, do a yeah. really good job of, of, of Rain Wilson walks a certain line, mm-hmm. but he never falls on a certain side. So you right. don't really know how to take him. You don't know his backstory. You don't know what he's done. You don't know where he's going. You don't know why he's there. And you get a you get a few hints of his backstory from hints. Uh, another hints. character. Yeah. Which is I, I don't think I'm giving too much um, away by saying that there's a there's a sheriff now, this that's interested is in all him. coming together to me actually while we're talking here because in the deleted or the, uh, the, the making of yeah. uh, on the DVD um, the three SpectreVision guys Elijah Wood and the two other guys who aren't Elijah Wood <laughs> are talking about <laughs> their ideas about the movie and they, they talk about how this is a trilogy this is the first of a series Really? So the fa- I, I must have missed, because I missed everything, but I, I must have missed, though, this movie took place in 1989 because it makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> Shut up. There's literally a part in the movie where the guy goes, where the, the, because at one point in this rundown hotel, there's a, a prom party who's yeah. showing up to take up the oh, hotel. I have lots to talk about that. But. And the and the and the and the DJ says, uh, "Welcome to the class of 1989." Listen, I respect movies so much that I don't give them my full attention in fear that they'll leave me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Now we're dealing with like some serious psychological no, no. issues that Mike has. <laughs> um, no, no, I, I, I must have missed it. it it's me. And anybody listening to this show consistently knows that sometimes I don't pick up. Yeah, everything. it's actually blowing my mind that you missed this. But. I did, but it doesn't matter. I still the, the the point of the movie's not lost though. Um, but the time period makes sense though because if they're trying to make this a series, they can now make another movie. 10 years in the future and yeah. they don't have to use that kid. Yeah. It can be that kid grown up because this is very much an origin story. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a sociopath serial killer origin story mm-hmm. and it's beautiful. It's not without its problems though. Um, I'm, I'm torn because I, the movie's two hours long and I'm torn because well, on a, one hand, it's a buck 47, but the buck 50 actually, but, um, <laughs> I'm torn because, <laughs> yes, we're fighting over three minutes. <laughs> okay. Um, no, I'm, I'm torn because I feel as though, while I was watching it, though, I, I got the, I'm watching it, and I'm like, this movie's too long. Like, there's parts where I was like, this needs to move a little faster. Really? I felt a little bit bored by it. Um, not in a bad way, but just in a, I love what I'm watching, but I kind of, I want it to, let's make it mean something a little bit faster here, you know? That being said, when the movie was over, I wondered if it would have the same effect if it was shorter. Yeah. So I'm torn. I don't know. See, I don't know if see, it would to me work. That, to me, I that buildup was like completely necessary. It, and it, I, I'm not saying that it wasn't. I just, I don't. I just wonder if it could be shorter and still have the same effect. You know what? 
That's how I feel with this podcast every week. <laughs> oh, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> there you go. I just get there. You I love, love this. Uh, Jay just, Proof that Jay hates us. Jay is, <laughs> Jay, Jay is the voice of the entire listenership that we have for one episode, and then they ditch us. All right. All right. Fine. You know what? <laughs> the movie's good. Watch it. If you think it's too long, let me know. If you think it's too short, well, you're not going to think that it's too short. But if you think it's fine the way it is, I think I I will just say one more thing. I think it's I think it's really I I don't know much about this novel. I think it's cool though that this entire movie is based off of one chapter out of a book. Oh, really? I actually didn't know that it was based on a book. It's it's based on uh, a chapter called the Hen the Henley Road Motel. So this is basically from, the origin story from of the novel the book. from the novel Miss Corpus by Clay McLeod Chapman. So there's a, there's a whole trilogy built into the book. Probably. Oh yeah. shit! Nice. So if you want to know the rest of the story, you can probably just read yeah. the book and find well, out. There you go. I I didn't even know that. So We're... I I think that's crazy to make a two hour movie, buck forty seven, buck fifty. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, out of out of out of just one one chapter out of a uh, out of a book. That's really cool. Um. But yeah, I would so, I would definitely suggest if you're if you're the type of person who's into uh, like kind of a I wouldn't call it a slow burn necessarily. It's just it's more of a slow build up. Yeah, slow build. Slow build. Like it's burnt. Which is probably the, which the... is probably the same thing. Is it? It's probably the same thing. Yeah. Um, if you're if you're into that kind of thing, like I would definitely watch this. It's not the type of movie that you're gonna throw on with uh, you know five-year buddies to have a super good time but like if you got a couple hours to burn and you're by yourself watch this and yeah. just get immersed in it it's, yeah. it's a cool movie um before we wrap it up here a couple of honorable mentions um cub we've talked about cub yeah. a lot in the past we don't need to mention any more about it, but that's a great killer kid movie great uh cooties we mentioned earlier in, in the show absolutely uh, the omen which you hate hugely <laughs> popular iconic movie i hate that movie it's just it's too slow for me it, it, it i've fallen asleep probably four times before you should I watch it and fast forward even even when i even <laughs> i haven't seen the remake yet even, i need to watch the remake even when but, i put out a nice cheese platter mike still fell asleep i just i, I More just cheese don't like for it yourself. i'm sorry i i we, love the characters I, I love the characters i just don't like that movie i'm sorry i i know it's blasphemous to a lot of people but I, I just um, I had this nice I had this nice cheese platter with like some cured meats and everything and grapes. Jeff, Mike just fell, Mike just Mike just fell asleep. He slaughtered a deer. He slaughtered a deer to get venison sausage just for me. And I, I slaughtered it myself. You would have loved it, Jay. Ooh, I would have <laughs> ate some. Um, the last one that I want to mention really quickly is uh, a movie called Godsend with Robert De Niro. Um. I just I, I I this was not on my list to rewatch because I actually just remembered about it before I came here tonight. And this is a movie about um, uh, a, a mother and father. The father is somebody, and I from forgetting who the actor is. But um, their 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 child dies, and Robert De Niro basically comes up to them and says, uh, "My my um, company or or whatever has perfected the science of taking a single cell from your son." And replicating it so that you can come to full term with a newborn baby that is exactly your kid. I remember, I remember will, seeing. Essentially, it's yeah. a clone. As they say, though, no, you're not talking. It's not immoral. You're talking about creating life from life. Is how they is how they talk about it. And the problem is, though, is that once the child reaches the age at which he died, he or she died, 
then they don't know what happens because that's uncharted territory. Oh. And once they cross that birthday, the kid becomes fucking nuts yeah. and killer kid, yada, 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 yada. Right on. Um, it was awesome, though, and I completely forgot about this movie. See, now, I haven't seen that one, but it sounds interesting. It though. is. And now the thing is, though, there's another movie called The Godsend from the 70s or the 80s that I came across in my research. I don't know if it's if one's a remake of the other or not. It sounds like it might be. Um, maybe corrections for this, but... Uh, yeah, check at least the remake with with Rob De Niro and God, I know there's another big name in it, but it's not coming to me. Um, yeah, uh, the movie's fantastic though. So if if you're into these movies and you want to watch something else, Godsend is a is a is a good. Just to avoid a correction, I just looked up the synopsis for the one from 1980, and I don't think it has anything. Oh to no, do with it. okay. No. Well, I just figured two killer kid movies with the same name. I figured they were connected, but... Uh, there's a the in front of the other one. Oh, duh. <laughs> so sorry. Hey, wow. Was, so we... Uh, oh, go ahead. I got, I got some interesting facts here real quick. So we record this as most of y'all know on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. But technically now it's Friday, and it's Friday the 13th. So happy Horror Day, Horror oh, fans. Hey. Yeah. And it's a full moon out tonight. Oh, 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 oh. So the Wolfman. Uh, so like Jay just said, we record this on a Thursday. Well, technically Friday right now. Um, as some of you might know, we have a contest going on. Yeah, we have a contest going on. You can win a copy of Rob Zombie's 31 on Blu-ray. On Blu-ray. Um, and we, since we're recording this Thursday, we actually want to give people the extra few days to enter the contest. So Correct. we're not going to pick the winner until Sunday. Well, we don't know who it is. We don't know we don't who know. it is, but uh, we some, know so, we know somebody who does. We do know somebody who who does, and it's our friend Future Mike. So uh, right now we're gonna give him a call. Hello. Hey, Mikey, what's going on, bud? Hey, Jim from the past. Uh, what's up? Hey, so uh, we were just wondering, could you give us the winner of the Rob Zombie Thirty One Blu Ray contest? Absolutely. Uh, so we got just under a dozen entries into the contest, and I got them all on a spreadsheet here. So I'm going to roll a die, and we'll find out who the winner is. So uh, here we go. And the winner is, let's see, number seven, and that is Kyle at the Laughing Horror Cast. Congratulations, man. You just won 31 on blue. So um, send us a private message and send, tell us where we're sending it to. And we'll get that out in the mail for you. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to hang up now and uh, past us. I'll see you guys in the future. All right. There you have it. There's the result of our uh, of our contest. Ah. Thank you, Future Mike, for giving us the results. And Dude, congratulations to the winner. Future me sounded sexy as all hell. I'm, just, <laughs> he, I'm just putting he, that out he there. He really did. He sounded very that, mature. That telephone, it just does something to my voice. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's like the sexy filter. It just, it's off. Oh. Congratulations to <laughs> fill in the blank, and uh, um, I, I I think that'll pretty much do it for this week, boys. I uh, I think so. Unless uh, Jay, you, you got anything to add? He's just gonna stare. <laughs> He's just staring into the microphone. It's a lot of dead air. Okay, well, hey boys, uh, I had fun talking about yeah, killer uh, children. So we yeah. can, you can find us if you want uh, online. You can tell us that you hate us you can tell us that you love us you can tell us that you ate pickles for dinner I don't care but you can tell us at the buzzkill podcast uh, at gmail.com <laughs> I forgot for a second there <laughs> uh, I don't think we've ever actually given out our email before you can also find us on SoundCloud uh, Instagram 
and Facebook at the Buzzkill Podcast. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC and on Tumblr if you want to know what wacky shit we were talking about at the Buzzkill also, make sure that you download. <laughs> that was nice, guys. Make sure you download the Horror Amino app and find us on there, uh, and and get get to talking. You know, let's talk about some horror movies and beer if you guys want to talk about yeah. beer too, because I mean, we just, like that. Just get on there and just get down with your nasty self, and mm-hmm. yep, yep, yep. So will we. Uh, if you want a high quality professional recording, go see our buddy Justin at Ocean Recording Studio. www.oceanrecordingstudio.com for all your recording necessities. He's also a phone sex line. So (laughs) follow at Ocean Recording. All right, boys. Dot com. Mm. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers, y'all. Cheers, dudes. Outlander! We have your woman out!